religions have some version of the saviour myth. Demons sent to destroy the earth and a, a champion comes to protect it. That is exactly what it says in the journal. But millennium theory is nothing new, Richie. Every thousand years I hear these same stories. I don't know. I have never seen a demon. A Zoroastrian demon. Well, then, maybe you guys have another explanation for what's been going on here. What's going on is that Duncan McLeod's losing it. This is my last hole in the ground. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe, and this week is no different. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 18, the final episode of Season 5, Archangel. Archangel. You guys excited? Archangel. Oh, won't you be mine? The answer is no. I'm not excited. Aww. I've been dre- I have been dreading this. Really? Yeah. Why have you been dreading it? Uh, Just because you're so sad that it's gonna season five is gonna end, or yeah, that's well, it. there's that, and also what's about to happen <laughs> to a, a beloved friend of the show what? and to the beloved series. <laughs> oh no! Why does it take a turn after this? It's uh, well, maybe I don't know. I don't want to prejudge it. <laughs> I don't either. I haven't seen season six in forever, and I can't wait. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever seen it. Really? No. That's something. That's something. So as far as you were concerned, is this the last episode of Highlander? Mm-hmm. What a bummer. This is it. But this was spoiled for me, what, what occurs in this episode. Who did it? Many seasons Did you ago. do it by accident? Did I do a uh, spoil? Who spoiled it? I think I spoiled it for myself. Mm. Yeah. So you have no one to hate but yourself. Oh, that's, that's Eamon's life in a nutshell. true. Yeah. <laughs> I deal with that every day. Oh, that's okay. Well, how about this? How about this? Guys, I'm going to propose something this? completely new that we've never done before in the show. How about we read from the Highlander catalog before we get into all the dates and deets? I think that would be great. What a great, cool new idea. What a great, cool. <laughs> so. Like the cigarettes. <laughs> great, cool. We're going to play the old Highlander catalog game before we hop into this episode. The way the game works is I'm going to read a item description to Kyle and Eamon. <laughs> Kyle's saying, slow down. <laughs> Am I talking really quick? <laughs> Unbelievably fast. Like I'm impressed by how fast you, you're you talking. Bro- you fucking broke like, my stride. I was in the zone. I was ready like to give fucking details on a guy. diarrhea medicine or something. Yeah, uh, right. So you're like telling us the side effects? Yeah. Because gets. Oh my god. All right. So the way this game works is I'm gonna read. Wow. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the description out of the 1999 Highlander catalog. Kyle and Eamon are gonna try their best to. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> were, you, were you hanging out with your buddy Byron? Are you flying you high? Line? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to talk quickly. It's just, I'm hitting it, guys. I'm, I'm hitting really, it. Maybe it's because of the camera. Uh, yeah, hey. maybe it is. I don't know. The, ca- know. the camera adds 10 pounds to your weight, but also 10 miles per hour to your, you know, <laughs> your speech. Your speech. To your penis. That's right. 10 miles per hour to your penis. What's yeah. that? Explain that to me. The pee-pee comes out fast. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm 34 years old. Oh, deets. Oh. We've already gotten it. I said we weren't going to get into the dates theft. and deets yet. Yeah. That is both a date and a deet. Yep. 
Yeah, my social security number there is. We go. Get those pens out, people. So I'm going to read <laughs> a description from the Islander catalog. Eamon and Kyle are going to try their best to guess as close as they can to the actual retail price. Whoever guesses closest gets to give their opinion at the end of the episode. First, if they miss it by 20% or more in either direction, yours truly gets to give their opinion first. And they not only get to give their opinion first, but I give them my love and respect. <laughs> <laughs> love and respect. That's wow. right. I'm, I, I'm getting the my things. head in the game on this one. That's, that's right. It's the last episode of the season. Figure to go out with the bang so you get some love this time. Yeah. A real bang. Mm. That's right. This week, we are going to be talking about Richie's Motorcycle Tea Ooh. and In Honor of Mythos Tea. These are two t-shirts. Wait. <laughs> in Honor of Mythos That's the tea? name of the item. In Honor of Mythos Tea. Wow. So yeah. does the Richie one contemplate that Richie actually wears it? I don't know. We'll get to the what? description. Um, I will show you pictures of this after I read you the description. Are you guys ready? Ready. I'm ready. Richie's Motorcycle Tea. Regardless of how far Richie came under Duncan's tutelage, he always retained a bit of the rebel. A bit of the rebel? A bit of the a rebel. Of Duncan McCloud has literally been a rebel many times. <laughs> yes. What has Richie ever rebelled against? Good Society. decision making. <laughs> yeah. To wit, his choice of transportation. To wit. <laughs> wow. This all cotton black tea with its winged Highlander crest on the front. And a picture of Richie on his trademark motorcycle on back is perfect for the rebel in your clan. Wow. Interesting. I almost read the price. Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> then in honor of Mythos Tea, you know, you live 5,000 years. It, it leads with, you know. You know. <laughs> you know. Mythos. Money, you know. Money, you know. Mm. You know, you live 5,000 years and you'd think somebody'd make a big deal about it. Not so for Mythos. Heck. Willard Scott didn't even call it. Willard Scott? Or no, Willard Scott didn't even call. That's, oh, <laughs> what? He's the Smuckers guy. He's the Smuckers guy yeah, on the Today Show. Yeah, he's Ronald He's, he's Ronald McDonald, right? I Originally, yeah, you're Scott right. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And then he calls old people on their birthday. And he, on their birthday, and he's like, you turned 100. 100. Like, damn! What a, what a, look at this beautiful woman. Like, and it's always some wrinkled up <laughs> reason. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, it's but he like fawn, he fawns over them. He was very sweet. Sure, he was very sweet. People, I I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> you said that's what it's so sarcastic. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> so I'm loving. We it. had this no awesome clue. T-shirt made in his honor. So wait. So the idea is that he lived five thousand years, and that Willard Scott did not commemorate him on the Today Show with a Smuckers ad. Therefore, the Highlander people have made a T-shirt to commemorate it. Cool, yes. thanks, a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. uh, so t-shirt made in his honor features a sword-wielding mythos framed in an incredibly intricate screened crest on the back. Script-type style Highlander logo on front. Let's see what these bad boys look like. That's right. These bad boys. There you go. I'll give you a picture of these on my phone. You guys can share those two pics. Swipe to the right, I think, for the next pic. Ooh, like Tinder. Okay, this is not at all what I was picturing for Mythos. Yeah. Let's see, is he wearing like a cloak? What is he wearing? I think it's just a coat. Interesting. Oh, God, this Richie thing looks weird. It's, it's like, like black and white. I think it's going for like a Harley Davidson look with the wings and the... Yeah, I'm mostly the image of Davidson? him in the middle yeah, it's is not just good... weird. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> did you say Harley Davidson? Maybe. Yeah. This is awful. <laughs> yeah, these are not good. <laughs> Why is the picture so grainy? Ah! That's what I want to know. 
So wait, do we do we gather that these are the same price? So the mythos. Yes, these are the same price, which paint. is why I put them together. Yes. You bundled them. I bundled them. Oh, so these are bundled. It's a bundle, and we're not doubling the guess. No, not. you're not trying to guess what they both the cost together. That's the same. well, you know. I just want to make sure I understand the rules. That's right. Can you take this price and double it? <laughs> is this a bundle? It's not a bundle. Is it a bit it's not bundled? No. Could you use the shirt to make a bindle? I Ooh, guess. Good question. How about I just read the other shirt that's on this page, too? There's a third one. Yeah, why not? Sure. sure. This is called the Eye of the Watcher Tea. It's the Eye of the Watcher. It's the thrill of the fight. The Watcher will quickly become the Watched when wearing this intriguing Ooh. incorporation of the Herald Watcher symbol. What? <laughs> the Who watches the this Watchers? Looks. I'm going to give you a picture of this one, too. Alan Moore. Does this count as a as part of the guess? Sure. I mean, these are all the same price. Scott, you can take a look at that. Oh, this is poor. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it's got a watcher symbol sort of in it. I mean, it's there. It's there. I don't get this shirt at all. What is what is this text? It has like text behind the letter. It's just this. This isn't good. None of this shit rings like Highlander to me at all. Whatever do you mean? Like also the fonts are different on every one of these. Like the Highlander font on this Watcher tee is not the same Highlander font on the Richie tee. The logo on the front of this sh sh shirt has a very Thundercats vibe. Uh, yeah, it straight up looks like the Eye of Thundera. Yeah. Thunder. Really? Thunder. Thundercats. Thundercats. Ho! Wow. Feel the magic, hear the roar. Thundercats are loose. Who started the rumor that James Lipton wrote that theme song? song? Oh, oh, I remember Inside that. the Actors <laughs> Studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. like that was like a I prevalent that. thing that I like firmly believed yeah. for a time. <laughs> like, I don't know who is responsible for that. But, like, it was one of those things that's like so weird that like, why would anyone make it up? <laughs> and then from the great Barad people. We have the lyrics to the Thundercats theme song. There you go. There's Lipton. Guys, let's guess. What's the price of these three Are these price down? Uh, yeah, I'll say price down. Okay. Um, is it my turn? It is. Sure. I'm going to guess $25. I'm going to guess $14.99. Ooh. Eamon, you guessed $25. $25. Kyle, you guessed $14.99. Actual Great. retail price of any of these t-shirts, $22.95. Eamon, you win. Amen. Nice. Up big. Yo yeah, yo. Yeah. Guys, want to take a guess on how much these Wait, shirts might the cost actual, today? What was the cost? Uh, twenty two ninety five. Twenty two ninety five. So Amen is within the requisite. He is twenty percent. Mm. Good job. Hell of a thing you. you did. Actually, I'll ask you this: What would you pay for one of those t shirts today? Ugh. Zero. I hate, <laughs> hate these shirts. <laughs> yeah. They're bad. I would not buy any of these. Okay. Uh, so just nothing. Yeah. Well, you would <laughs> if you wanted to, you'd be charged $35. Oh my god. Right? Yeah. That's a lot for a t-shirt. Yeah. It's true. What is this rag and bone? Rag and bone. Rag and bonesy. I don't know what that is. It's a store that sells very expensive basics. Oh, okay. So it's sort of place I would never shop. No, and I think it's also only for women, but whatever. Are you guys ready to hop into this episode? I'm Let's ready. Let's get those right. dates and those deets. That's right. Season 5, episode 18, Archangel, originally aired May 19th, 1997. Directed by Dennis Berry. He has only seven episodes left of his... Th only seven left. <laughs> know, That's right? so many. It's so many of his 34-episode run on the show. He did one, only one other episode this season, which was Prophecy. How about that? First and last. So he like hardly Book was around this, this 
season. But this might be because he did two episodes of Stargate SG-1. I was digging nice. into this. Uh, one of those is the second episode. Which, oh, and that's so, still when it's on Showtime. Right. right. And that's kind of like the first episode because you make the pilot like separately from your normal production run. So that's like impressive that he was like tapped to do the first episode of SG-1. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm that show's due for a rewatch in a yeah. big way. I really need to. Is say. that the one underwater? Or I guess that would be Stargate Atlantis. That's right. That's the one. I liked that one too, honestly. I don't think I ever saw that. What was Sequest? Remember Sequest? That's right. I don't remember it. I, I remember it exists, yeah. but I remember no significant details. And this episode was written by David Tynan, and we've got some guest stars. Guest starring Mr. Peter Wingfield as Mythos, Peter Hudson as Horton Wait, slash what? As Ariman, and Valentine, Valentine Pelka as Kronos slash Ariman as well. What if instead it was Ernie Hudson? Oh, that would, be great, so that would be so awesome. <laughs> that would be so much better. <laughs> My favorite Ghostbuster. Is he really? No. So, uh, you guys ready for the episode description? Yes. yes. An archaeologist whose research predicts the imminent release of a thousand-year-old evil also predicts the champion who can defeat it. Duncan McLeod. I can predict an imminent release happening a little later, too, if you know what I mean. I don't. This podcast has gotten blue (laughs) very quickly. Very. Uh, I'm sorry. That's my fault. It's okay. Let's talk about the opening, since you're so ready to talk about whatever. Why don't you lead lead off this show? (laughs) Okay. So we're in an ancient tomb. (laughs) The fact that this... Oh, my God. All right. Go. And I think the statue from uh, The Exorcist is in this (laughs) cave. What? You remember when the priest goes to, like, another country and he sees, like, the devil statue? I think this is the same statue. It might be. And also, that would explain why on YouTube there were a bunch of comments about the exorcist. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. How about that? That must be why. Some old guy is in there with a cameraman. That's right. And you get, like, the classic camera frame, which why? Yeah, I have but, no like, idea. You get, like, the classic, like, white camera frame with a little record sign. Right. As though you you're really looking s- yeah. through the thing. And the, the archaeologist Landry's like, I can feel him. <laughs> right. Ooh. So I don't know if they're, like, playing grab ass in here or, like, <laughs> oh my God. what's going you on. make jokes while the fate of the world is at stake. So they find this big statue. The assistant dude thinks it's, like, super ugly or whatever. Like, I don't know. And he's like, he knows we're here. Right. And he says, like, the dead will rise and every thousand years. Like, this is insane. But the assistant is like, you're fucking nutso. Like, who is this assistant? Like, why did he come on this trip? Shouldn't this be some, like, eager grad student that is like, I'm going to help my professor out? Like, instead, this guy is, like, blatantly disrespectful to, like, the head archaeologist. Is he just, like, a local fixer? I don't think so. Is he, dare I say, the Ernie Hudson of this movie? In the movie Congo? I think he might be. In the movie Congo. (laughs) If you see the movie Congo, he's their local fixer. And I would also watch a whole movie about that character. But who ate my sesame cake? Wow, what a pull. Yeah, Congo. So I like that talking monkey. (laughs) What was the monkey's name in that? I forget. It's like Susie. Amy. 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 Think that gorilla's still alive? (laughs) Actually, you know what? Those girls can live a little bit. Was that a real gorilla? I thought it was a puppet. What a great idea to visit. Like celebrity animals. <laughs> what a like, great you know, like, idea! Go on a tour to be like, I'd like to meet Amy. From- and then Amy it like rips <laughs> our face off. <laughs> that that monkey knows sign language. <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so anyway, the statue like glows red. It has a spear in its hand that like disappears and then <laughs> teleports like, into, this into this chest. guy's chest. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. What'd you like about it? 
I like that it glows. All right. And then it stabs a guy. Yeah. That is what happened. Yeah. I like it. Okay. All right. So there we go. So that's the cold open. Bum bum. Weird. Weird cold open there. Yeah, we've never seen a show like I was trying to envision like what would this be like the first time watching it? Like this would be a does it bad feel, does ep- it really feel different like right away? I think maybe well, the fact that it's like a weird POV shot through this camera. Yeah. Something that's mm-hmm. obviously magical afoot. So we cut now. Six months later, we're at the barge. This archaeologist dude who we find up found out ugh, we find out later his name's Landry, right? He's looking around, looking worried. Meanwhile, Richie and Mac are walking on the streets back to the barge, and they Keith, are just coming back from the opera. Keith, what does Richie think about opera? He is an idiot. <laughs> he <laughs> doesn't just, like it. He doesn't like it. What surprise, surprise. surprise. Yeah. This is like exactly like their conversation in Reluctant Heroes, where he hates foreign films. Yep. Yep. Right. Patriots say the tough guys. That's on my calendar at some point, somewhere. No, that was to like be celebrate a, a holiday. A holiday. Right? <laughs> Saint Arnold's Day. Saint Arnold's Day. That's right. Richie's like, oh, what's the point? Like, it doesn't have anything to do with what happens today. And Max, like, you should learn to speak Italian. Like, they have translations. Like, I don't understand. Like, whatever. Uh, you should learn to speak Cookie Town. <laughs> Mac is like, I think this stuff does have a lot to do with like today. Like, people have the same problems they used to, right? And then Richie's like, I don't think so. I've been watching Fox News, and it seems to be worse than ever. Like, yeah, Richie's take on this is that, like, the world is a very different place than it used to be. It is. There are planes. (laughs) (laughs) And electricity. And... A lot of other things. So it is indeed a very different place. But it's not like worse the way he's explaining it's worse. Measurably, it's better than that it's is, ever been. That's, that is quite That's true. my point, is that yeah. it's better than it's ever been. Every day is better than it used to be. Every day where you don't <laughs> die from a bacterial infection <laughs> that could be cured by penicillin, it is a better day. I don't know, Mac. It ain't like it used to be. <sighs> what does Richie know about what it used to be? Nothing. <laughs> like... What is what is he talking about? He like grew up practically homeless, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but he also is like, I don't know. Like, just seeing some guy go on about like how much he loves somebody seems a bit irrelevant. It's like, have you even watched your own TV show? Like, that is what happens. That happens. Like in Under Color of Authority, you ended up killing a person because like they were after a person you seem to have a hardcore crush on. Yeah, just or the episode Obsession, where there's a dude driven mad by his, like, love, I guess, for someone else, or desire, or whatever. Like, clearly this is not too irrelevant, right? Is Highlander just an opera? Sure. I, don't I, don't know. I would say it's still relevant. Opera Man sh- Bible. Right. Now that's yeah, yeah, Now we're getting some real <laughs> cultural relevance here. Eddie Sandley. All right, so this archaeologist, Sandler, what's his name? Not Adam Sandler. Landley. Landley. Sand- <laughs> Sandler, it's Landry. Landry, okay, sure. And so he runs over to Mac, he spots him. Are you Duncan McLeod? (laughs) Yeah, he says in like a real crazy old man voice. Oh, thank God, you're the only one who can stop it. So Mac is like confused, and he's like, I don't know, dude, like you seem fucked. Uh, But then he sees this like red light appear at like the top of the stairs roxanne <laughs> yeah i kind of like and don't like this visual cue i agree i like yeah, it don't I, like it i like the because like the blue mist is kind of a highlander staple oh, so yeah. i like the idea that it's like kind of been corrupted oh i didn't even think about that this is like opposing the the blue smoke yeah like it's it, it, gen- it generally starts from blue mist and then it gets like you watch the red overtake it and I think that's kind of an interesting visual contrast, but like the red mist doesn't like looks a little goofy. Well, there's a shot here where they like pull out and like the weird video effects, like it looks black and white. 
mm-hmm. with the red and like everybody it's like all what's it rasterized around the, like all mm-hmm. they're all like not, pixelated like so I don't know it does not look good sometimes it looks good though yeah so Matt goes to investigate and he runs over and at the top of the stairs who's there Horton, Horton. Ernie Hudson Ernie uh Hudson. what kills me though is this guy had just come up to him, said his name, said, I need your help. And as he's going towards the thing, he's like, yep. wait, I haven't told you how to face it yet. Yeah, I haven't ready. told you you're not ready. And like Mac just keeps going. Yeah, because he's just like, I have these big, sexy muscles. And he's yeah. like, I got this. I got this. And it's just like, just, just wait two seconds yeah. to be like, what's happening, old man? Yeah, right? Classic Duncan. Yeah, just yep. like punch the problem. <laughs> also, like not telling your friends important <laughs> piece of information yeah like also not waiting to listen for right. it and just yeah. just spill the beans man yeah. say what you got to say like that song say what you need to say so the mist uh strangles the old man to death <laughs> yeah. while duncan <laughs> is like confused by seeing horton the right. mist strangles him in somehow. a pretty comical way like this guy's scarf goes yeah. up to the side like, <laughs> being held by cords <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and he's like, he's yeah, like java and Salacious Crumb is in the background. <laughs> uh, so Mac thinks he sees Horton. Richie joins him. And I like the way the lighting is used here, too, because like you get to see whose viewpoint we're seeing it. Like Richie looks at the staircase, and it's there's no red mist or anything. It's just regular lighting. But when Duncan sees it, it's all red. And so he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So Mac runs up there with his sword. He's like, oh, I'm going to kill him again or whatever. And mm. he gets up to the street, and nobody's there. And then they hear yelling because... Fuck, fuck faces choked out on the, the fucking river. Why Why are you calling him? What did he do to deserve the term fuck face? <laughs> that, that is an unwarranted escalation, I guess my so. friend. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's just trying to, to help, to help the world. Yeah, he actually is the only hero in this episode. <laughs> That's true. That's and right. He's dead. I just want to make a comment. I like how this is all done with editing at the moment. They flip flop on how they shoot all this red misty shit with the ghosts and demons. But like, I just like when it's just edited. Like they just cut to him not being there, as opposed to like making him like vaporize with video effects. Like that'd be dumb. No thanks. Like the editing is so much easier. Also, did anyone pick up like? This will be a theme throughout the episode. It's plausible that Richie didn't see Horton here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the way they, like, stage it is that, like, Horton starts to turn away and walk away when Richie comes. So, like, Interesting. Like, so when he's like, I don't see anybody there, it's like, maybe he walked, like, maybe you missed him. Like, there's this element of, like, mystery. Like, is mm-hmm. he really back? And I don't know if they played with it well enough in this episode. They I wish they don't. leaned into it that it was always yeah. plausible that, like... That he is back. Is, it, is he back, or yeah. is Mac really crazy, or is, are people just not catching what he's catching? Like, I don't know. I feel like they lose the tension on that very quickly. But. They do, and also it's part of it is because we know that there is magic afoot. Right. From that opening. Which but, is, like, there's a very similar universe in which, like, they're doing, like, because they're doing all, like, the handheld cam stuff in that archaeologist's shot that it's not immediately apparent to us that a magical spear has just killed the guy. Right. Like... Yeah, you could just make that more ambiguous. Right. And then... And I've seen doubles before. That's very true. I see doubles right now. You guys look exactly the same to me. We're Amy. twins. Twinsies. Right. Amen, oh, I, I like... love your Money No shirt. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You can get your own Money No No shirt Money, money No No. Oh, we got to make a new shirt. Money No No. 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 <laughs> money No No. No, 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 no. Today. That's right. Uh, I also like the way they shot like when Landry dies. Like It's all red mist as he's getting choked out. But like when he actually dies, it's like, ugh. The lighting goes back to normal, which I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But also, like, that's not shot in a way that looks like there's somebody choking him out. No. Like, as you say, it's shot like 
someone with fishing wire is like holding up his <laughs> right. his scarf and he's like so we cut to a little bit later on the river the paramedics are there and richie's like oh it's a shame this like harmless crazy dude was just killed for like 50 francs and like pictures of his grandkids or whatever but mac is concerned about the archaeologist he's like he was like really upset about something and knew my name it's like there's clearly much more to this but richie thinks they're just drunk how drunk he's like oh you had too much champagne or what? how much champagne does he think mac drank to see like his arch enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, like, how much champagne is he drinking at the opera? Right. All of another. Endless champagne fountain. (laughs) So, like, this is confusing to me because Mac and Richie both seem to think he's been strangled to death, right? Like, they see strangling marks. Mm-hmm. Or does only Mac see that? Mac, it would seem later, is the only one who sees them. But Richie thinks he was murdered, too, based on the screams. And, I mean, Richie's Insane. statement here is like, oh, oh he's and killed he's for a couple of francs, francs or whatever. Yeah. Later. Also, question, is Richie positing that, like, they stole, like, I guess the money was left there? I don't know. Why you, like, why does he know it's 50 francs and pictures of his grandkids? Is Richie assuming well, this guy just... he stole his wallet? But how would Richie know it was 50 francs and pictures of his grandkids? Is he just assuming this guy didn't have much money? Maybe. Was the wallet left behind by the demon? Who knows? Or did the the demon actually take the wallet? I don't know. And Richie is surmising about its contents. Demon got to (laughs) eat. God damn it. Sorry to cut into that. Uh, It's all very odd because they seem to negate the notion that it's commonly understood that he was murdered. Right. Later. Mm. And I don't know why. Yeah. Richie was like, you think he was a rocher? So we cut later to uh, the cemetery. So in light of this. (laughs) Go to Horton's grave. (laughs) (laughs) And he happens to be buried in Paris. Yeah. Well, that's that's where Duncan killed him, murdered him. Yeah, yeah. that's true the hole is empty they're there with like the grave master i don't know what you the call grave it. grave master <laughs> is that your new comic book series i, I, I don't know what these people master. are called grave master. i don't know what these people are called <laughs> yeah i don't know either but grave, grave master <laughs> i don't know what they're called so i'll call him a grave master <laughs> that is some lord of the Rings shit <laughs> anyway so he's like oh yeah like we just got the paperwork yesterday or he was just moved yesterday, right? Oh, convenient timing, right? And so Mac is what like, about oh. the <laughs> So they're like, oh, yeah. Because this guy just spills the beans. Like, this is stuff he should not be talking about, I'm assuming. like, Yeah, like, why is he revealing all this these is details? The, yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, who's moving the body? The brother-in-law. Yeah, Do you want Joe. the address? <laughs> yeah, right. So Joe Dawson? Mac is fucking pissed. But I have a question here. Why is Mac here? To see if Horton's still dead baby why does mac think coming to the the (laughs) cemetery would prove that horton isn't isn't dead like does he think that horton has been hiding in a grave (laughs) for three years and it's like oh he's emerged clearly like why like if he faked his own death again he he would not be buried buried in the ground (laughs) like that's not how people fake their deaths it would just be some other guy or it's empty or whatever well, maybe his plan was oh. to disinter the body to determine whether there was anything in there. That's all right. That I makes think sense. That, I think he was planning on doing a little grave robbing. But the later, grave master but... got in his way. <laughs> yeah, the grave master had already been there. Halt, grave robber, for you face the grave master. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we cut to the airport, and Joe is there signing some forms. And, and uh, Mac is flips oh, out this on is him. insane. So Mac comes in. He's like, oh, like I should have sent some flowers. Like, he is so fucking pissed. And Joe's like, hey, man, it was a per- like, this is a personal thing. This is not my, a good Joe voice. I'm so sorry. It's a personal thing. Also, 
It's a dead person. <laughs> you should probably chill. Yeah. Mac, Mac, like, violently grabs him. Like, he grabs him by his shoulder, and he's, like, shaking Joe. What is this about? It's You've lied to me before. <laughs> You've lied to me before. I guess Horton's daughter is moving to Chicago, and she's taking this as an opportunity to get her father reburied at home, is the idea. Right. And ask Joe to help coordinate that. Right. Uh, so Mac sounds like a fucking lunatic. Oh, because Joe is like, oh, it's a family thing. And then Mac goes, if it's a family thing, why didn't I know about it? And I was like, do you consider yourself <laughs> like, how close are you? You guys keep breaking up all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. You, what do you tell me? So then Mac's like, Horton's alive, Joe. <laughs> and Joe's like, what? <laughs> uh, no, he's dead. And Mac's so, response to all this isn't like, <laughs> isn't like, hey, Joe, like, can we talk about this? Let's like set a time. I'd like to satisfy myself that... He's I'd like to there. satisfy myself, too, but... That he's in there. He's just like, give me a fucking crowbar! He grabs a crowbar and rips this coffin open. This is insane. Oof. What's in the coffin? A rotting <laughs> corpse. Yes. Do you want to check out this coffin? This coffin sucks. This is the <laughs> cheapest coffin. The inside is, I'm not joking, It is the, this box is lined with tin. It is, Ooh, there are no tin. pillow, there's nothing. It is an, a metal interior. It's actually styrofoam painted like wood. <laughs> but then Horton appears and he's like watching this whole thing transpire and he's like, ha 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 ha. Which is weird. Yeah. At this point, do we ever get an explanation in this episode as to why this creature feels the need to torment Duncan specifically? Just because he's like the chosen one? I guess so i think i, I guess, guess i have some theories on this that i will share at the end of the episode Ooh. yeah no rewinding ahead to find out rewinding, rewinding ahead <laughs> what is there a different term for that maybe fast forwarding <laughs> that's those aren't Go even quicker re- those aren't even good ahead. those terms are so outdated aren't they what is, what are they even referring to oh. <laughs> well, fast forward still makes sense no you're well, moving guess, forward quickly yeah i guess you can fast forward but yeah. rewind because you're not winding the mechanical anything, action right. of winding. What do they call it now? Scr- not scrubbing. What what is it called? Oh, is it scrubbing? Is it? Maybe. I think it's scrubbing. Like when you go back, like scr- like when you scroll back and forth. It's called scrubbing. I think. Uh-huh. I think so. I don't want no scrubs. Who calls That's right. This? Oh, what's a scrub? All the cool kids. A guy that don't get none from me. What? <laughs> no love from me. No love from me. Sure. All He's right. hanging out of the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Trying to holler at you? At me. <laughs> so Horton's eyes glow red. So we should just point that out because characters' eyes will glow red throughout this episode all the time to signify their demonic so apparently mac was arrested because of this episode right Makes sense there are cops everywhere and not sure why screaming in an airport ripping yeah. over op- oper open people's like ripping luggage, over, yeah. luggage can we call it luggage i don't yeah. think you can call a coffin luggage <laughs> okay. yeah, i don't think they sell them like at the luggage department maybe that's why this was so cheap looking with that tin oh. on the inside you got it from the target luggage, <laughs> yeah. luggage department so after this we cut to the morgue and mac and richie are in there in the actual examination room, like, this is a very TV trope thing. Like, oh, when you have questions at the morgue, they just let you into, like, where all the bodies are just there and open. And I don't they're know. like, hey, you want to molest a body? Come <laughs> right, on in. Come on in. So they're talking to, as I've coined, Beige Watch 2, except this time she's blue. Blue, blue Watch? She's very Beige Watchy. Yes. Except blue. Except blue. Really losing the beige. <laughs> That's right. So Mac is like, oh, I'm looking for the murder victim who was brought in. And he's asking all these details. Like, <laughs> like you're, the murderer. you're the murderer. You're the murderer. Yeah. I just need to hide some evidence. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to burn this body, please. Yeah. But for some reason, they're saying the guy had a stroke and no strangle marks. Right. Which is weird. 
Also, wasn't Mac there when they took his body away? Wouldn't he have been like, hey, it looks like he was strangled? What happened? I don't get it. I don't know. This doesn't either. make any sense. It's really strange. Wouldn't he have been questioned already? You would think if this was a murder. I mean, there were the only two witnesses. They would have said, like, this man was murdered, and the police would have taken statements and all sorts of stuff, right? Yeah, maybe they just fucked off and didn't bother calling. Huh. Yeah, very strange. So anyway, the doctor says the autopsy revealed it was a stroke. And then Mac is like, oh, I just wanted to pay my respects or whatever. Like, I want to see the body. And they're like, oh, his daughter took the body away, like right away to be cremated. That's convenient. <laughs> yeah, right. But then he's like, oh, how about like, give me a dress and a dress. <laughs> give me a dress. I just, and they're like, okay. Yeah, sure. Why not give just give dress. out more info? Yeah. The, the world's most helpful secretaries. Like, what if he was the murderer and like, this is... well, they don't think he was murdered, but, and he just follows the address and kills his like granddaughter. That's exactly what, what happens. happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's all this Blue Watch Blue Mortician's Watch. fault. Yep. Uh, and also then there's some more ghostly, ghoulish things that happen here in the haunted Highlander universe. universe. The uh, yeah. There's a dead body Bald there. Bald man that yeah. turns and looks at him. Which I kind of was like, oh, this is fun. I mean, it's like, it's effective. I don't know if I like all the ghosts and goblins, but... Can you say that Ghosts again? and goblins. Yeah, that's right. That's the is. right voice to say that in. Uh, is Billy D. Williams here in the studio? <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, cool. Colt a- 45. <laughs> okay. How's the new Star Wars? It's great. Is it good? I love it. All right, bye. Okay, cool. Thanks, Billy D. <laughs> so they get the address after Max sees this ghost come to life that no one else sees, of course, and they leave. So Max bards at night. The barge is overtaken by the red misty shit, and Kronos, Kronos. appears. I am the end of time! Oh my god. And he appears in his rider garb. Yes. Which it should be noted, Duncan McLeod has never seen. No. That's a great point that I didn't so, think of. So well, I'm not sure what McLeod should make of that, but... Like, how did he recognize him? I mean, I guess he still looks like the same person, right? But he's all got all that goop on his face. <laughs> and he's got long hair and that whole thing. Like, he's never seen him in that form. This is true. I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about that either. Yeah. That's so it's point. like, well, may, I guess it could still be a hallucination, but it's like. But it's also just weird that he would be there in that. I kind of dug it. I'll, I'll go. It's cool. For all the yeah. stupid shit in this episode, I will give suspension of disbelief to Cronus's outfit just because it yeah. looks scary. Yeah. No, no, no. Otherwise, well, I totally no, like, get why a black demon jeans. would put it on. <laughs> I understand why, why a, a demon, demon would put it well, on. Well, that's what's happening. If a demon's like, I'm going to appear in the form of Kronos, which form of Kronos am I going to take? Form take- of an ice gondola. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take the super spooky one. That's right. He should have had that scythe from Cowboy Melvin Corrin. Yeah. That's right. He should have come dressed as Melvin Corrin. That's- <laughs> well, that shitty beard. That is the version of him that he has the most relationship to. You're right. Uh, so anyway, he walks around like a giant, like he stomps around. Mac is like, you're not real. But Mac also gets out his sword to fight him. I was like, Mac, you gotta, what, which one do you think he is? Yeah, so Mac is freaked out, runs out of the barge because he gets the buzz, I guess. And Mythos is there. So Mythos? Mac is, yeah, he's freaking him out. And Mythos is like, whoa, whoa. Oh, also, Highlander 3 style, Kronos evaporates. He's just gone. They call me the master of illusion. No, no. <laughs> Not even a little bit. It was your pecker that couldn't do the pecking. But, like, what does Mac think's going on here? Like, Mac watches Cronus vaporize, and then Mac runs no, outside. Joe's the watcher. And then, <laughs> and then Mac runs outside and is like, did you see Cronus? It's like, he just turned, he was a ghost. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to pick this apart too much. I feel like I am. You naughty little boy. We now cut to the granddaughter's pad. And she says that her grandfather was researching a great evil. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Great question. Uh, uh, Yes, I am uh, tenured at the University of whatever I'm 
Oxford? In the a- area of great evil studies. <laughs> great evil studies. No, this is insane. Like, when she st- talks about his field of studies, I'm just like, what? What? Like, what was huh? he doing? Also, I was worried about this woman. I know it's like... He- he is like, no, your grandfather was murdered. I was like, stop fucking with her emotions. And I was like, you better not sleep with her. You better not sleep with her. He kind of almost oh, I was does. thinking the opposite. You were Please hoping do. for it. Please mm-hmm. sleep with her. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but then when he reveals that like her father knew his name or grandfather knew his name. Right. She then goes and shows him the journal, which says Duncan McLeod in it yes. for some reason. Also... Duncan then knows this guy because, like, once this is where we he get wrote his name, the mythology of heroes. The mythology of heroes. <laughs> so this guy is like the Highlander universe's like Joseph Campbell, Campbell guy, right? Except this guy believes it all, <laughs> like yeah. an insane person. So, but he's right. So not an insane person, right? He tells her before she takes him to see the journal that Landry said, "You alone have to have to save it." And she's like, "Follow me." Right. And so they walk into like this study, and she's going to play him the tape. But of course, on the did anyone check what was being played on the TV? No. Oh, it's like a news story. Oh, about immigrants, right? Or refugees. refugees? There, there will be eight million more refugees this year, and half of them will be children, it says. And they're like, ugh. So this is like playing Prescient. into this is yeah, uh this is playing into the whole thing. Richie was saying, like, I don't know if you've been watching the news lately, things seem worse than ever. And I think they're trying to like mm. sprinkle in some details, like, oh, look how bad things are. Eight million more refugees. Also, we see the the red light, the red mist makes its way into the apartment at this point naturally so we basically watch the cold open yeah again. so she puts on this tape it is the it's just the cold open i hate this so much so we get to watch that again also i have a question nobody has been able to see like richie hasn't seen all this magic horton shit right uh right. this camera has like the camera picks up the the glowing like, i didn't even think of that yeah yeah that makes no sense like i was like oh what then who can see this thing the camera i don't know whatever weird <laughs> that is weird it is real weird like you've seen it now mac you know so i guess it's serious stuff because i guess our grandfather was worried that he'd get killed before he could tell mac about it mm. Mm. but doesn't prepare her to tell him i guess i mean i guess maybe there's it's not in his journal sure yeah why write those important details down yeah why indeed <laughs> i haven't shown you how to fight him yet so richie back at the barge he can't believe any of this is real he's like oh no the millennium the dead walking dogs and cats living together like this all is insane and then they retcon like the first episode let's talk about this yeah g- keep going so he's richie's like well i don't know duncan like there was that prophecy that cassandra made about you and then we get like a quick flashback to some bits and pieces of the prophecy like duncan you will battle a great evil or whatever it's like this prophecy had nothing to do with this. And I wish they don't hang a lantern on that. Or are they trying to say, like, prophecies are real? Like, you know, prophecies are real because this thing happened. So there's this other prophecy. I didn't. Or did they get the prophecy wrong and it's really about this? That's what I wish it was. Yeah. Which would be fine. But like the way it they edited it wasn't about what's his face? Roland Cantos. Roland Cantos. <laughs> well, that's, Roland what, that's what the. <laughs> that's, Ooh, that's, like what they, that's what they make the, pro- the The prophecy is about Roland Cantos, but the way they edit it in this edit it. is to make it seem like it's about this. Yeah. 
rather than have it be about rolling Countess, and then Richie could say, like, no, but maybe that was wrong, and that wasn't the evil that she prophesized about. Maybe it was this instead. I, I don't know. Like, it just, it seems like to insult my intelligence to, like, retcon. Done. Yeah, it's like, I, I just watched that. Yeah, like, know I know, is. like, and that's not what this prophecy was about. Don't trick me, show. <laughs> I don't believe in fate on prophecies. At least I never did. <laughs> so does that mean he does now? Well, maybe. Well. <laughs> Fuck. So we flash back to Scotland, 1625. Mac is wandering. He's been immortal for two. For, he's been immortal for two years and didn't know it. Uh, and this is all some like VO stuff. Uh, he's like, I, after I killed Canwolf, he's some chewing on stuff. like a chicken bone or something or a stick. What is he chewing on something? I don't think so. I thought he was. What? I thought he was chewing on something. I didn't pick that up, but glad, I'm glad we're all watching details very closely in this episode. He arrives in a cave where a man is eating a chicken on a stick. I thought it was a rabbit. On a stick. We've got to argue about a lot of this bullshit here. Rabbit or chicken? Let's go with rabbit. Okay, rabbit. Rabbit makes sense. Sure. Maybe, right. maybe it was that wolf Eamon, in the forest. Eamon, tell us about this character. Who have we met here? The freaky old man. Okay. Who's a hermit? Really fake looking beard. Yes. Oh yes. I was when yeah. I was watching His this. His beard looks like it's like about to fall off. Yeah. I was like, what? Just take that beard off him. <laughs> Just have him be like an old guy with stubble or something. This beard looks so stupid. And it's got to get all up in that rabbit. He's like, I've been waiting for you, Duncan McCloud. It's a good impression. He's very Amergan. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God, Amergan. he is Amergan. This is like proto Amergan. Am- Am- Fuck. Amergan. Alphagan. Alphagan, yeah. It's so weird. The bones will tell your fortune. Duncan <laughs> he McCloud. Like so quick. Wait, the bones. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the bones. So this character is bananas <laughs> and is trying to convince Duncan that he's waited for him there for hundreds of years. 600 years. To tell him nothing. <laughs> to tell him you're going to meet Connor McCloud soon. Cool. Yeah, thanks. Well, that could just have happened. Right. Like, And he, this guy implies that a, 600 years ago, he defeated whatever this evil is. Right. Right? Because he's like, 600 years ago, I did my part. But next, it will be your turn. Very strange. What are the chances that this this thing that, like, comes to destroy the world, and there's a chance, like, it's a Scottish dude two times in a <laughs> row? Like, why? Why is that a thing? I think this prophecy is racist. <laughs> also, well, we don't know who defeated it the other times. I guess so. It's, like, it's also true. weird that it's like this Sumerian god with a <laughs> Scottish arch rival. Right? Yeah. Also, it's like, I have I, Duncan McLeod, I have to find him. Better hide in this cave. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I like, guess he knew he'd find him well, there. Like, he, has some, he clearly has some kind of prophetic ability. Sure. And he's like, at some point, Duncan McLeod will come to this cave. So I must wait for him here. And he does. And apparently it takes hundreds of years. And he just totally squanders it. Like Landry had the chance to explain the situation to Duncan McLeod either in person or in writing. He blows it. (laughs) This guy has the opportunity to explain what's about to happen in person and blows it. It's just like. Not only that. Let's talk about how this scene ends. Oh, boy. Mac is like, okay, old man, like you're crazy. Thanks a lot. I'll see you later. And then this dude is like, no, take my head and, like, unleash the truth, like, to prove to you what you really are. And Mac's like, no, I don't have a fight with you or whatever. And then this dude... Just explain it to him. I don't know. Like anybody else. That's what happens normally. That's what Connor does, I'm sure, eventually. Ramirez wasn't like, take my fucking head, dude, like, because you won't believe me. (laughs) Or stab himself in the gut like they do with all their girlfriends. (laughs) We're brothers. (laughs) It's insane. So then he fights Mac. 
Mm-hmm. And then he grabs Max's sword, and this is definitely not possible. Decapitates, Decapitates his himself. <laughs> he like pushes the sword and then moves his head. Yeah, and somehow cuts his own head. He off. cuts his own head off. I, feel, I somehow I feel like you'd get halfway through and then you'd stop. Ow! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought there was a Highlander three situation about to happen because the rock. But are... it won't be you. Oh, he also refers in that evil comes in red. That's right. I kind of liked that little. Is this thing. a prophecy about the Cold War? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, but but Mac is like, I did actually meet Connor like five minutes later. How about that? I just ignored the rest of his prophecy. It's like cool, Mac. You fucking yeah. idiot, <laughs> dipshit. Also, did you guys so check odd. out the special features with the uh, the film scene with Connor McCloud in the woods? Yes, beckoning Mac, and it's just like somebody in shadows. <laughs> it's yeah. Awful. Yeah, it's not good. Highlander. So we cut back to the present and resume the previous scene on the barge. And Max worried because he has no idea what he's up against. And Richie's cool. He's like, no, man, it's we have no idea what we're up against. It's like, oh, Richie. And of course, Max is doing like his lone hero bullshit of like, no, you can't do this. But it's like, you need all this help to like figure out what's happening. Like, yeah. Send Richie to the library. Take shifts reading the journal. Do something. But instead, he's like, no, I have to do this myself. I don't know what it is. I don't believe it. But I have to, whatever it is, I have to do it myself. He said it was coming for me, not for you. This is mine. Like, also, he should, he's clearly hallucinating. Like, someone should just be with him all yeah, the time. He needs, like, yeah. an accountability buddy. That's exactly <laughs> it. Bananas. Uh. We cut to the granddaughter's apartment, and the red light comes down the alley again. And so she's inside, like look, looking at old photos of her grandfather, crying, reminiscing, this whole thing. Wuss. <laughs> and then she hears a noise. So now we get a real Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion style oh, sequence. This here. is insane. Yes. So she hears like something and goes walking around in the dark because nobody ever turns the lights on. Yeah, turn the light on. on. (laughs) At least have a scene where she tries to turn it on and it doesn't work. Yeah. Because no one walks around in a scary place being scared in the dark. dark. Yeah. Then, like, the VHS turns on and starts bleeding. (laughs) The TV bleeds. fucked up. (laughs) It's like a B-horror movie. Also, all I could think about was in Spaceballs when their radar gets jammed. (laughs) And that's what... Raspberry? Nobody would dare give me the raspberry. She turns around and her grandfather's there, except, like, they put a bunch of stupid effects on it. Like, why not just have him be there? Instead, he has to, like, fade in and shit and, like, fade out. It's like... No, just do the editing. It's creepier that way. Whatever. So anyway, he's fucking maniacal and like things like there's doors closing and stuff randomly because it's ghost it's magic. Poltergeisty yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and though, then like we see a shot of him like silhouetted by red light. He like raises his arms up like in a cross sort mm-hmm. of icon mm-hmm. and then sets the entire place on fire. And she, foil? <laughs> she burns to death. And she burns, burns to death. Yeah, he she burns did. her alive. Dark. Dark indeed. So we got to the park, and this is the clip at the opening of the show. Mythos, Joe, and Richie are doing a little walk and talk, talking about millennium theory and how this is old news to Mythos. Every thousand years we hear these stories, blah, blah, blah. But so, I've never seen a demon. So Mythos is like, I've never seen a demon, and this is all bullshit. Correct. And like a year ago, I went into a magic pond. And <laughs> to save Mac from a gave, dark quickening. Yeah, and Duncan McLeod fought himself. But this is bullshit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, it's a little odd, like when when people are and are not willing to suspend their disbelief on certain things. Right. But then Richie's like, "What do you think's happening?" He's like, "Duncan McCloud is losing it." <laughs> right. Yeah. But they're Joe's... all just being shitty friends about it. Yeah. Yeah. No one's cool about like, well, what if he is losing it? Like, let's go help him. Let's go help him. Let's yeah. go be proactive and not let him kill somebody. Spoiler alert. Like, I mean, that's Duncan that's has... the Duncan way. When Duncan finds someone who's sick, yeah. he murders them. <laughs> But Duncan has, like, saved these three characters, like, a billion times. And when he starts to crack, they're like, fuck that guy. <laughs> but Mac has also been an asshole to all three of those characters, perhaps yes, just frequently. as much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Has so he ever been, a, been a, an addict to Mythos, really? I threw him against that car. Oh, that's when true. he but he, he kind of deserved it, I guess. Murdering ten thousand he people, he's been it. uncommonly cool to him. Ten thousand! Yeah, you're right. Mythos of everybody's gets the pass. Yeah. Ah. I, the worst guy gets the most passes. Yeah. He's starstruck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm friends with Mythos. The Mythos. Uh, so anyway, they're like, let's go to the granddaughter's house. Maybe she'll have answers. And I'm like, why do you think maybe Richie? I don't know. Mac went to the granddaughter alone. Like, why do they think the granddaughter? She does have answers, though. I She's guess. got the but, journal. They are correct. But they didn't know any of that. Like, do they? Like, why do they think? Would there be, ever be an instance where something bad happened and you're just like, let me just call up somebody's relative and see if they know info? I don't know. Like, why would they think she has any, I don't know. would have but any bearing on this? They I guess so. You got to start so. somewhere. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so then they go to the. Um... Which they know where it is, I guess. Right. Well, I guess Richie went to the morgue with. Ah, oh, uh, that's Mac. right. That's how yeah, we know. I guess. Yeah, she's sure. dead. They're, they're pulling her body out. Yeah, they're like, it's graphic. They have a yeah. body bag and they're dragging yeah. her body out on also, the ladder. Also, my notes just posit like, how much does a burned alive body weigh? Because oh, the, fire, the firemen are just able to like one arm this thing because <laughs> like like the way they bring it down off this ladder looks very light. Right. Yeah. Like it should just be like the weight of some twigs and some slim jims, right? I get maybe. I don't know. Well, that's certainly <laughs> how they get out weight meat. of some twigs and some slim jims. <laughs> well, that explains why Joe snaps into it, but. <laughs> So I love this police officer they talk oh to. God, this yeah. guy's something. A lot of ADR. By, by anyway, so he says they've talk, already talk, got a. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. McLeod. Oh. They, they think McLeod did it because somebody saw him leaving the other day. Which is true. He did leave the other night. It's true. They might. Someone might have just seen him. When he left, he did leave the Wait, apartment. Wait, so what's the timeline on this? Is that this? Is, did is she get burned alive the day? same night? Maybe. I think so. Oh, see, I didn't think that for yeah. some well, reason. Remember when they're there, the red mist comes in. Mac leaves. Then but then the mist comes again. That's why it's confusing. To comes me. into a different room, maybe? I don't know. But it comes from the alley. I mean, it's also the right, same reuse show shot. it coming from the it's alley. Right. Yeah. 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 Because, that like, what's confusing. the timeline on this? So Mac visits her. Then he goes home and has the encounter with Kronos, right? Right. Mm, no, I thought he already had the encounter with Kronos. Mythos? Kronos? Landry? I don't know. I just thought it was, like, uh, not, not that night. So I, I guess thought, I was curious. Yeah. Did the demon make it seem like Mac was there? Or, like you say... Is somebody just reporting Mac leaving that night? Yeah. Well, it's also because it's not clear how this power works. No. Like, does it also like does it only ever work on one person at a time? Can you cause these mass hallucinations? I don't know. The most like in the shadow. The shadow knows. The most obvious thing though would seemingly be that they're just seeing Mac legitimately leave. Right. That does make sense. And I, I would like that more because again, that plays with this like idea of like, is it really magic or like, what are we really seeing here? Do you believe in magic? So we got back to the barge, a lot of Dutch angles, and Max in there, pouring himself a drink, and then suddenly Allison 
Allison Landry is there on the bed. Allison. Wearing a silky nightgown. I know this world is killing you. Which happened. She got killed. She's acting all sexy. That's right. And he's like, how did you get here? Right. And then he gets a phone call and Allison's on the phone and she's like, I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) This is bizarre. That is a weird choice. Like, yeah, we, the audience, know that she's dead. Like She should not have revealed that. The demon should not have revealed that yeah. part, right? No. It's like, Allison, so... I'm dead. <laughs> so crazy. You got I, that I advantage. Think... Play with it, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel like they, like, embraced their, like, had, like, a style guide for what this thing does. Then they knock a vase over. They do. Because he pushes they? her away and it, like, yeah. knocks a vase over. Nice pecs. <sighs> so Mac ends up pulling his sword on her. And she's like fucking into it. She's like, oh, yeah. And she's like stroking the sword and shit. And she's like, take my head and then fuck me. Like, it's like, it's like, what the fuck? This is nuts. She straight up says, cut off my head and then have sex with my corpse. It's like, uh. It's like, okay. So then she ends up talking in Horton's voice, which I thought was effective, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And so Mac ends up falling over like in shock. Yeah. And when he gets up, she's gone. I like the way this is shot. Like, this is all pure just staging and editing. Or just yeah. say just staging. Like, he falls away, the camera follows him, and then she clearly, like, runs away or whatever. And then the camera pans back up, and everything is, like... Back to normal. Back to normal, which I thought was great. I don't know. This was nice. Yeah, the vase, is, including the vase. The I vase love is... the way you two say this. You say vase, you say vase. Wow. How do you say it, vase? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I say vase. Vase. Vase bear. <laughs> Hey, boo-boo, well, we Fuzzy get some bear. picnic baskets. I like that that's I said Fozzie Bear. Yeah, that's <laughs> doing wrong, Yogi Bear. That's the wrong bear. <laughs> hey, boo-boo, you want to knock this face over? There we go. Waka waka. <laughs> waka waka. So I have a question. What do you think Aramon's plan is? What is the plan? Uh, to, to make, make mischief? I don't like... <laughs> make, like Loki? Is he? <sighs> does he want Mac to think he's himself is... Himself is insane. He, he, oh, my God. <laughs> Does he want Mac to make himself smarter? <laughs> I don't know what he's what what's the goal of any of this, I guess. That's the thing that's super confusing about it, because he never seems to physically interact with Mac. Like he never seems to hurt Mac or injure Mac. Right. But we know he has the ability to affect the physical world. Like he can light fires right. and things like that. So it's not just hallucinations. I have a question. That's the thing that's confusing about this. Question. Are they really hallucinations? The ability to light fires. Did he ever really light the fire? Well, she burned alive, so yes. Maybe not, because he choked Landry, but then they were like, no, he died of a stroke. Like, it's like he got scared, quote unquote, scared to death or something. Like, but the apartment did burn down, though. There was smoke. Because the fire department's there, and they're like, we saw the fire, so we showed up. So he. Somehow a fire was set. I guess, but, then, thing, but and the body they pulled out, like what did the body like? Because it, it was not a burned crispy slim jim body. We didn't get to see it, right? Oh, I wish we got to see it. <laughs> so, oh my God, but like it, it would have been nice if they sprinkled in a little tidbit there, like oh she died from blank or something, or there was like, or if we saw in that like she gets scared, knocks something over, and a fire starts, right? Or something like that. Because it's not clear to me why he. I I only have the question of what's this thing's plan. Because, like, why isn't it just trying to kill Mac? Right. It doesn't appear to be doing anything to hurt him. It's just kind of messing with him. Yeah. And I don't understand why. I haven't seen the season six opener in so long. Like, I also don't remember, like, is the fact that it's 1997 and not the year 2000 play into this? Like, that it's he's not really there yet? You know what I mean? Like, mm. 
Is it gaining force? Yeah. Is that some dumb thing this is doing? Who I knows? don't recall. We, wow. It should be noted that we have deliberately chosen not to watch ahead. So we are taking this live. Yes. Yeah. I'm not we're, sure. We're I don't remember this, really. We're getting this as a fan, seeing this for the first time, who would then have to wait months to see right. whatever the follow-up is. I forget. I don't know. Yeah. It's been so long since I watched this. So let's... Talk about the next scene, guys. In I, the cafe? You call this a cafe? Or the boat or whatever it what is? What the fuck <laughs> is this? I hate this. They look so, like they're on the second floor of a boat. So much. Yeah, they're on some like boat the restaurant. Second floor. Well, you don't like boats? I Boats are fine. <laughs> Why don't you like boats? Boats are fine. Do you get the boat. I mean, this boat is uh, the. This feels this like is a very reshoot. ugly. This is the. I, I have in my notes. This gets the fucking award for the ugliest shot in Highlander. Like a white void. It's awful. This place is disgusting. Like the carpet looks fucking gross and has gum on. It. It's all matted down. The lighting is like way too bright. Like everybody's kind of washed out. Like everyone has shadows. Like this looks like shit. This shadows. is awful. <laughs> And this gets the classic Keith comment of what have you been talking about this whole time? Yeah. Because they they then appear to just start a conversation. (laughs) And it's like, did you just like wait till you got here? Like, I need, we both need coffees and you need a beer before we can start this conversation. Let's get on a boat and talk. (laughs) Like, it's like, there are two possibilities right now, as far as they know, that a... Uh, evil demon An evil hell. demon has shown up every thousand years to destroy the planet, or their best friend is like going crazy, and they decide For the second time in a year, <laughs> second, yeah. time, second time in one year, and they decide to get on a boat to have drinks. <laughs> Fuck these people! To have coffee and Richie alone has a beer. <laughs> What do you think he's drinking? Uh, Fosters? <laughs> I didn't know you spoke Australian. Ah, uh, <laughs> no rules, just right. The Outback. That's right. The Outback. Outback. Bloomin' onion. I ate a bloomin' onion and oh, a. Uh, and you ate more a, than just a the... grilled. I split the blooming onion with my dad, and I ate what I always get at Outback, which is the grilled chicken and fettuccine. I'm very impressed that you have a regular order at Outback. (laughs) I'm also impressed that grilled chicken and fettuccine is a staple at Outback. It's really good. Uh, I'm not going to doubt that. So we split the blooming onion, and then my dad drove me to the train to go home. I felt like I had swallowed a bag of knives. Like what? I think because the onion was so greasy, like I was in Are you pain. Sure, it wasn't the fettuccine. Wow, it could have been. Did you eat knives? As well, I also ate knives. Okay. <laughs> Are you ill? Yeah. So were yep. you? Did you get like food poisoning? No, I just like had to take a massive shit. <laughs> <laughs> good story. Well, I do think that bloomin' onion sauce. Ooh, ooh, that's good. Oof. Crikey! I'm not <laughs> sure I've ever been to an Outback Steakhouse. I don't think I have. Ooh, we were trip. together. I, I thought we went to a Lone Star. <gasps> oh, I think that's the first time I ever had a bloomin' onion. Oh my god! I don't think I was ever <laughs> in an outback. Keith's reaction. Oh my god! No, no, it's crazy. Just because my life is a lie. No, it's like you know you have a memory. And it's then... like Ariban. <laughs> oh shit, guys! My eyes are glowing red. Oh my this god! Is, this is step one of my long plan to destroy Keith. <laughs> it was a lone star stick. <laughs> <laughs> I just always thought I was at an Outback, and you're right. I think it was a lot. There was an Outback nearby. It was was across the street. They're they're both closed. closed. Of Of course they are. Oh, God damn it. That Lone Star looks like shit, too. Like, nothing's happened to that building, and it's like nature has just taken over the entire building. Woo! 
Yowza. They had that sawdust floor mm-hmm. with peanut shells. Well, I like that. I like the sawdust floor. Do you floor. really? Yeah, I do. Okay. I like that. Yeah, so they're all like <laughs> waiting for the table that night was the yeah. first time I ever saw the music video for Aqua's Barbie. <laughs> Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. So what year would have this been? Uh, 97? Ooh. 98 maybe i mean i'm not i'm not saying that that video was new because i couldn't tell you when it came out but that video was only played when it was new (laughs) that video did not have a long life all right back to this terrible scene on the the coffee boat richie's positing that this could be why immortals exist to battle this ancient evil or whatever what do you guys think of that that's interesting i kind of like it i'm i'm kind of into like there being a bigger purpose or i don't know a different purpose or something to it i don't know also but they do fall back on the tired i think excuse like well we're immortal and that's kind of magic so what about other magic and it's like oh okay like i don't know i mean i guess you could use that as a whatever but Sure. Well, it is interesting how quickly people are like, no fucking way this supernatural thing is happening. When it's like, you are literally a magical being. Right. It's like a Pegasus saying like, yeah, unicorns are bullshit. (laughs) It's like you're a flying goddamn horse, you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Joe and Mythos are so dismissive. Like, oh, and how come nobody's ever heard of it? It's like, well, first of all, somebody did hear of it. Uh, (laughs) Lots of people heard of it. Actually, in fact, in Mythos, according to you... Every culture has a version of it. So yeah, that's right. literally everyone has heard of it. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they're like, yeah, no one talks about it, but everyone does talk. That's crazy. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh, Richie just gets fed up and leaves. And they're like, blind loyalty. Blah, blah, blah. But why do we feel so crappy? Or whatever he says. I've a, yeah, I feel like a rat. I have a question about uh, the Canadian Stacy Keach or whatever that guy was. The, the dude in the cave. Why did he wait in the cave? Canadian for... Stacy Keach. <laughs> yeah. He waited in the cave for 600 years because his prophetic skills are so fucking like off the mark. Like he clearly has a prophecy about Duncan McLeod being the next one, but like doesn't know when he like, why don't you go live your life, bro? Like have fun for 600 whole years or 599 years right? and live in that cave for a year. And then go back and talk to Mac or meet him when he's just in his, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was scared. He didn't want to lose his head in the meantime before we could oh, maybe. warn Mac. So maybe that's, he's hiding out. That's there. We go. I don't know. That's but my he only like wasted the whole opportunity. It's like, right. By giving him no useful information. Well, he said like, you have to take my head. Like why? Oh, is that, that to like gain his, uh, but he doesn't gain anything. That we know about. Well, we don't know how that works in this show because it seems to flip flop a bit. Yeah. No, but like it happened, and he doesn't appear to have learned anything. No. Unless does he access that shit in the next episode? Well, maybe. We'll maybe. Maybe find out. Ooh. I highly doubt it. I do too. God damn it! All right, next scene. Let's talk about Mac on the barge. He throws the journal into the fire and he's and like, then, like I'm, thinks I'm about this. it. I'm with this. <laughs> and and then he it pulls out. it back out. Then Why gets... on earth would you do this? <laughs> Like, you're clearly going through something, and if there is an answer to be had, it is in that book, because you have no other leads. You have zero leads. You know what he does have? Those sexy muscles. He's just like, you know what? I can't read about this. I'm just going <laughs> to punch my way out of this bag. I don't know what he wants to do. It's bizarre. So I think it's the buzz, and Mythos and Joe have either run into the room or have snuck in so <laughs> quietly. Like, when he gets the, like, last time when he was encountering Kronos on the barge, he got the buzz, and Mythos was, like, out on the dock. Yeah. And this time he gets the buzz, and Mythos is in the middle of his living room. <laughs> it's like, how did you get in? Good question. And you know Joe wasn't running up, so. Oh, boy. So where do men in white coats? So they're trying to, like, help him somehow. I guess they just want to talk it out. 
Yeah. Yeah. See what's up. Richie's outside in the rain and he sees a car go by with Joe in the backseat with a gun to his head being held by Horton. Horton. He's like, oh, shit. Richie goes running after them. Yeah. He calls a payphone to tell Mac about this. Oh, and lots of Domino's, 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 which which has reminded me of another note that uh, speaking of caveman guy in the flashback, did anyone notice that chanting going on? No. Oh, watch that shit again. Highlander, high. It's they, oh. the, the fucking music is like chanting Highlander. No, 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 no. Hey, Highlander. They are chanting Highlander. In it's that is it's something dumb. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, so anyway, back in the barge, Mac is like, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this, and he's like, look at the state of the world. There has to be something to this prophecy, and it's like, hold the phone, Mac. Like thirty seconds ago, you threw this book in, in the, the fire, fire, and now you're like, maybe there really is something. <laughs> into this it's like what are you doing he no i feel plan. like maybe ap came up like uh, they needed something to start the scene with and he was like let me improv this let me let me let me do a weird voiceover <laughs> as i throw this in the thing <laughs> what does it mean what is this what is that also this is like conspiracy like 101 like mac being like you know there must be something to this look at the state of the world it's like these things are not connected <laughs> mac like you are connecting dots that do not connect. Stop it. Yeah, but, it but what about connected. Tower 6? Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, I do like this line that Max says. He's like, well, he's like, if I am crazy, it's too late because I've gone insane, clearly. Or if it is true, like, you can't help at all. I don't know. Why, why does that's it that they can't help? Yeah, if Landry could help, then they can help. I mean, like, yeah, if it might help. be you're the one who has to, has to do the fight, but, like, you had a team here. Yeah, you who, are, friends. who, by the way, are very good at libraries. <laughs> that's yeah. right. You need help from like, these nerds. Two master researchers. Yeah, one's a watcher. He's got, like... Both are watchers. Not anymore. Remember, true. Adam quit. That's true. Unceremoniously in a throwaway line. Yeah. So meanwhile, Richie calls Mac and he's like, oh, Horton's taking him to the old racetrack or whatever. And Mac is like, that's impossible. And doesn't, you know, elaborate. Because Joe is here. I'm looking at Joe right now. And he neglects this information. And then Richie pieces out. Yep. So frustrating. Use your goddamn words, Mac. Do you think Mac ever wondered after he left the barge, what if the other Joe's the demon? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would yeah. be an amazing twist right but this is another one of those instances where i bet like i wish they could they could have played with it a little more like not have joe there why aren't we seriously second guess it like what if horton does have joe like we as the audience know a hundred percent that joe's with the demon why what? that sentence coming out of my mouth is insane on talking about highlander yeah. joe is with the demon in this episode like there could be some tension with the audience here but there isn't no because we know for a fact that the real joe is in the barge right and Richie is, like, going into a trap yeah. of some kind. So Mac goes running after them. He's like, you guys handle Richie on the phone. But Richie's already long gone. So anyway, we cut to the old racetrack. And Richie goes in there looking for Joe. And then we see that red light enter in. Richie? Richie? Mac's looking for Richie. And it's like it, it looks like an abandoned, like, it doesn't look like a racetrack. It looks it's like, like a, a mall. <laughs> it yeah. kind of does. Well, I think it's like the escalator really makes it feel mall-like. I'd like to point out this is an abandoned racetrack that has fully inflated balloons like around. <laughs> like I guess Ariman, you know, decorated for his big final battle here. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure, he loves this one does. It's a, that red mist is inside the balloons. I thought Mac had a wig on for some sandwich. Mac's hair, hair looks, odd. looks weird. Does it look like a wig? Something about it, like is they put any, some yeah, it's some like product s- in it or something. It's setting settling strangely on his head. Like yeah. his hair, like some threads, look clumped. 
I don't know what it is. Maybe they're trying to make them look haggard. Mm. I'm not sure. The clumps. Mm. Or Hagrid. The clumps. Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Richie. <laughs> All right, so Max snooping around the, the racetrack. And Richie comes Richie down. Richie comes down on the, on escalator, the escalator and then picks his head up and his eyes glow red. Uh-oh. row. And so then we get this like kind of montage thing where like everybody's coming down the escalator. Is that what happens now? Uh, I think they fight for a minute. Oh, they fight for a minute. Yeah. And it's interesting, like, Richie's taunting him. After fresh, he's like, what? I'm your friend. Well, you gonna hurt me? (laughs) Uh, uh, Like Victor Paulus, the guy who gives the speeches? (laughs) 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 So it's not until Richie gets cut that then he turns into Kronos. Also, I really like the the choreography in this. Reminds me of Shadows. Mm -hmm. Efron McAsh said, like, in Shadows, he tried to make, like, the dream, like, it's rhythmic. Mm -hmm. Like, all the, the, it's like clunk. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Like, it's it's not arrhythmic, like, the way the fights are usually. This kind of felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of other, otherworldly, the way they're fighting. Uh, right. Which was cool. Mac is fucking losing it. Like, he is flailing all over the place. I kind of like when he, like, falls over. I don't know. It was yeah, cool. it's like he's coming unglued. But then Horton and Cronus and Cronus again come down the escalator, basically, and start kind of circling him. For some reason, there are two Cronai. Oh, that's Richie. Cronai. It's Richie, Kronos, and um, Horton. Horton. But there are multiples. Right. He's being surrounded by like six people. There are six people, right. And there are multiples of... Cron- There's multiples of all two, both, all three of them. Yeah. Right. Which is oh, all... yeah, yeah, yeah. In the circle. Got it. It's just, it's just strange. It's like, oh, you, you probably could have... Got three more people. Yeah, like you're already using body doubles because you have two Cronai and two Richies. So like, have more. Oh, have more than six, you're saying. Not have more than six. Have more than three... People. Oh, I guess that would require extra guest stars, though, right? You know, but you don't need the guest stars if they're going to be body doubles. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, because, have like, somebody they're... dress up as the other horseman or... Or something. Eh, you know. I, I forgive it. I'm okay with it. Slam yeah. the cat. He has a mask. That's yeah. true. Put that mask on him. Meow. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Imagine if Slam the Cat was in this episode. God damn it. That would be great. It would. You know what some wags call me? Ariman! <laughs> or, uh, uh, Canis. <laughs> Canis. <laughs> You know what some wags call me? A bitch in heat. <laughs> oh These people are surrounding Mac. He's flipping out. He's flailing wildly. They all disappear. Then he's getting attacked. Like people are jumping out behind pillars and he's fighting them kind of individually. And then there's a Richie we there. You occasionally get shots of him just like, not unlike in shadows, yeah. just like flailing at nothing. So at some point, I guess there's a Richie there. And he'd like, I suppose, further illustrating that these are hallucinations. Yes. Because we are given a true image quote-unquote of what's happening and that's right. just him dancing in the street right dancing in the street and he's like i am set i am ariman i am a demon right it's like they're every bad thing everyone's ever dreamt up or whatever right yeah. right and so then there's a richie there and mac like fucking runs at him and takes his head this is brutal like yeah. Richie drops to his knees, thud, thud. Like ugh, this is kind of shocking. Yeah. Well, then there's a quickening, and it's like an ugly quicken. Like there's like a smoke, red smoke bomb um, that goes off, and I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Dark. A lot of confetti. Funfetti. So a little later, Mac or excuse me, Mythos and Joe come in. I like that. There's like still electricity sounds. I thought that was cool. Like there's like little sparks. Like the whole room is like charged. Mm-hmm. Which I thought. I don't know. I like that sort of. Yeah. Reminded me of the movie. Like the movie felt more like. Had that, like, electricity thing going through it all the time? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And Mac is, like, covered in blood. (laughs) Oh, and then Mac looks over, and, like, a Richie appears behind a pole. And he's like, Richie? Like, hoping, like, oh, maybe this... There's Richie, right? Nope, it's a demon. (laughs) Me saying the word demon on Highlander is blowing my mind. (laughs) Nope, it's a demon. God damn it. What a... 
Bold choice. Womp womp. Then Mythos and Joe finally show up, only to discover Mac there with Richie's body. Right. And Mac goes to hand Mythos his sword, like, take this away from me. Very Mythos fashion. Was, he refuses. Like, nope, you got to keep your sword. What is he asking him to do? I think he... Oh, do you think he's asking him to kill him? Maybe. Oh, shit. I'm not sure. I was legitimately unsure of seeing it. Oh, maybe. I thought he just wanted to be like, says, take away my he, weapon. Like, I'm too dangerous. Because he, he also says, take it. Does he mean take my sword or uh, take my head? Ooh. I like that ambiguity. Point. Yeah. That's cool. By the way, Mythos says no. And nope. Joe starts to cry, and that's really sad. Oh, it's heartbreaking. That's yeah. brutal. Uh, and then some sexy sax music comes on. Yeah. And we get a montage for Richie. And Mac like takes off one of Richie's gloves and says something in like Native American or something. I wondered what that was. I couldn't tell if Mac was walking away like whimpering, like crying, or if he was I thought chanting he was something. I couldn't tell. Oh, okay. I could definitely see it being like a, a chant or something. Huh. Interesting. Then the sword gro- glows red. What do you guys make of that? Mm. What does that mean? No clue. Demon I don't know. sword. Yeah, like, I don't know. What is that? I guess that the evil is still present, or I don't know. Maybe it's just some poetic thing. Yeah. But that's it. That's it. This is fucked. Mac just murdered his best friend. Yeah, and it's over. <laughs> it's over. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, and well, we should discuss it during this montage. It is a nice montage. Like, it is it is really, like, sweet to see, like, Mac and Richie laughing, like, and it's being played, like, a, a Jim Burns song is being played over this, which is great. And it is great. Yes. It's better than Dust in the Wind. Yeah, it is. All we are is dust in the wind. Wow, so that's the episode. We got to really lighten the mood with the game. <laughs> Guys, we're going to play a little Jeopardy-style game today. Ooh. Yeah, so you're going to be going head-to-head. You can buzz in, buzz in with your name. And then you must give your answer in the form of a question. Kyle. That's right. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, so I've got 10 questions for you to answer. And again, you're going head to head. So, uh, And we'll allow steals. So everything, each one of these questions is worth two points. If you get the steal, you get a point. Wait, so we're not, why are we buzzing in if there's steals? I'm confused. Well, that, that way you get to go first. So you're not just randomly shouting the answer. You got to buzz in to go first. Why are you questioning the rules? The rules are the rules. Are, are there steals? Why are the steals worth different points? You do the steals are worth different points all the time. That's only if... The Why do you have to question every game? <laughs> That's only if the question is directed at a single person, and then the other person gets a chance to answer. Seems like if those are bu- the rules you came up with if, for your game. Yeah, if but if someone's buzzing in right? for priority, then both people are in it at once. I, the other person then just gets to give their answer. I would like to... Eliminate ambiguity of two people yelling the same answer at the same time. But you buzz in with your name. I'm confused. Go ahead. It's your game. You're in charge. I was just confused. Go ahead. How would you like to play the game, Kyle? I don't care. Do what I, do. You don't care? Whatever's in your heart. All right. So we're going to play a Jeopardy-style game. Buzz in with your name. Give an answer. If you get it wrong, the other person can steal it for one point. I don't care if it doesn't really make sense. That's the way this game is played. And if you don't play by the rules, you're disqualified, and the other person wins. And as a loser, you are kicked off the podcast. So here we go. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yes. All right. This archangel leads God's armies against the forces of Satan in the book of Revelation and is also the protagonist of this 1996 Nora Ephron film. Eamon. Eamon. Who is Michael? Correct. Who? Two points, buddy. John Trivolti. That's right, John Trivolta. Question two. While only ranking ninth in the Hebrew angel hierarchy, (laughs) (laughs) 
they come in the number two slot for Christians, who often represent them as small, plump boys. Uh, Amen. Amen. What are cherubim? Yeah, that is correct. That is it. I could. I was. <laughs> this is like Cupid, and I was like, "That's not it." Mm, very that is good. Who they're they're based, based upon. On, yeah. yeah. Question the third. Standing at 603 feet tall, this St. Louis monument, completed in 1967, has four million visitors annually. Kyle. Kyle. The St. Louis Arch. I'll give it to you. It's the gateway to the West, but it also goes by the St. Louis Arch. Kyle gets Ooh. two points. Number four. These burning ones have six wings and fly around God's throne proclaiming, holy, 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 and hold the top spot in the Christian pecking order of angels. Top spot. Amen. Yes. What are seraphim? You are right. Amen, oh. you know your Amen angels. knows his angels. No, my angels, Catholic, baby. Right? Yes. Oh, you grew up Catholic? Mm. See, Catholics get all this angel shit. Yeah, yeah. it's because they got the hierarchy. Yeah. The hierarchy. <laughs> Number five. This symbol, known around the world today, was dreamed up by two brothers in 1952 as a means to make their San Bernardino hamburger restaurant more eye-catching. Kyle. Kyle. What are the golden arches? That's correct. Oh. <laughs> Number six. Is that McDonald's? That's correct. Yes. McDonald's. Mickey D's, if you will. Mm, I'm loving it. I don't like Scottish food. <laughs> God damn it. Vegas. This, this Marvel director created Buffy the Vampire Slayer and its spinoff Angel for the WB in 1999. Eamon. Eamon. Who is just we do. That's correct. After the end of World War I, pilot Charles Godfrey flew his biplane underneath this famous Roman-inspired landmark in Paris. Kyle. Kyle. What is the Arc de Triomphe? That's correct. There's a lot of these. You, you, you pulled there a lot were of arches. Yeah. Following the misadventures of ISIS agents, Lana and Sterling, this FX cartoon takes its inspiration from James Bond films and mid-century comic art. Kyle. Kyle. What is Archer? That's correct. Dope. This actress played the wife of Jack Ryan, Kathy Muller Ryan, in Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. But you also might remember her as Miss Reynolds in three episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, this might be shit. the hardest one, guys. This is hard. I do not know this. Amen. Amen. Who is... Sybil Shepherd. <laughs> no, good guess. No. Who is Ann Archer? Uh, Ann Archer is who we were looking for. Uh, I'm doing my best smug, Sybil Alec. Shepherd. Ooh. No points. Final one. By the way, holy shit, the score is tied 8 to 8. Damn. Oh, shit. Here we go. Released just one month before the 232-day-long MLB strike of 1994, this film's all-star cast is led by Matthew McConaughey, Adrian Brody, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tony Danza, Danny Glover, and Christopher Lloyd. Kyle. Kyle. What is Angels in the Outfield? That is correct. Wow. Oh, congratulations. I forgot that a lot Kyle. of those people were in it. They yeah, threw, right? McConaughey threw me off. I was like, he's not in that. Yeah, Adrian Brody. Wow. Adrian. Nuts. Wow, Adrian Brody. <laughs> cool. Fun and cool. Fun well, and cool. of fun and cool, I have... Does this mean that Eamon is now kicked off the podcast? Is this what's happening now? Oh, shit. Uh, or did I follow the rules? No, you followed the rules. It was only if you don't you follow, follow the rules. rules. Right. There you so go. So we both followed the rules. So we're not kicked off. So I also, you know, to spice things up a bit, I've got here seven angel facts. <laughs> seven a cool angel facts. Right. Uh, now, one what angel is an angel fact? fact? You're about to find out. <laughs> so uh, this came about because I knew I wanted to create an angel and an arch related <laughs> game, which uh, did, did not seem as funny as it was in my head. No, no it, was it was funny. funny. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I would say it had been more intercut. The front it was a little angel front loaded. I know. Well, sorry. Angel front. I, <laughs> angel, front. angel front. Party in the back. Angel in the front. Arches in the back. Arch in the front. Angel in the back. <laughs> 
uh, we so get there. before I made the game, I just Googled, like, maybe there's a game that exists online with Angel Trivia. Yeah. Uh, the only things that came up were trivia about the show Angel. Ooh. Naturally. Naturally. And this article about mind-blowing angel facts. <laughs> so I've highlighted... <laughs> fact one, angels are real. So <laughs> here we go. So below <laughs> are some of the most mind-blowing things we know about angels. We know about them. You guys ready? Yes. There, so there are seven. Number one. They exist. <laughs> That's okay, so right. You were, the very fact they exist should blow your mind. There are a multitude of TV shows that search for ghosts, spirits, and bodies. Mm. Um, bodies? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, sorry. Time Go- to tune in for my <laughs> nightly episode of Body Hunter. <laughs> With, with your host, Gravemaster. Yeah. So uh, it cites a quote here. It Grave says, Master. quote, below us are intelligent animals like apes, then less intelligent animals like fish, then barely intelligent animals like slugs and TV producers, then plants, then minerals. What? I think it's supposed to be a joke from the author of this uh, book. Uh, the, the strategy of the creator seems to be fullness, not emptiness. If there were no angels, there would be a great gap between us and God. Therefore, what? like you need to fill it out. You need to fill it out. So, and that was written by Dr. Peter Kreeft uh, in the book Angels and Excuse Demons. Me. What do we really know about them? <laughs> Excuse me. What is his name? Peter Kreeft. K. <laughs> he definitely got called Peter Kreeft growing up. <laughs> He's gonna, gonna get called it right now. <laughs> All right, guys, you ready for the number two fact about angels? Sure. Uh, Hollywood has lied to you about angels. <laughs> They have. Uh, it's a fact, yeah. Uh, Hollywood is notorious for misinformation on angels. They often depict angels as puny, feminine, and winged. Sometimes they are depicted as naked babies. Like, remember that <laughs> yeah, little Hollywood. kid at the, uh, at the end of It's a Wonderful Life? Teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Angels are spiritual beings and do not have matter. Therefore, they do not have bodies on which wings could attach. What do they actually look like? Nothing. They are pure <laughs> spirits, and we cannot see them. God can choose to allow us to see them, however. They could appear to be human or winged creatures, but so they... they <laughs> I, <laughs> but they are almost always frightening to behold. Another Hollywood lie about angels is that people become angels when they die. Angels are angels and have always been angels. No one ever becomes an angel, although it is generally considered in poor taste to explain this to a grieving individual who has just posted a Facebook status that begins, heaven just gained another angel. <laughs> Isn't this insane? Fuck? Where, where does the uh, the arms of an angel song in those dead dog commercials come into this? <laughs> That dog's dead. Dog's dead. Angels move by quantum leaps. Well, sort of. I'm sorry, what? If you really want to enter... Like like the show Quantum Leaps? This is written so crazily. If you really want to... who wrote that last article? No, no, this is... Well, this is all by one article. This Uh, one isn't... This is all by Kreef. No, no, Dr. Peter Kreef is only quoted in that. that, Only that first one laid authority on Peter Kreef. (laughs) Anyway, angels move by quantum leaps, sort of. If you really want to understand quantum leaps, read this. For our purposes, a quantum leap is basically when something moves from A to Z without passing through B, C, D, etc. An angel can move from one place to another without passing through any in-between places. When I need to get from Sioux Falls, South Dakota to Minneapolis, Minnesota, I'm forced to pass through exciting towns like Wyndham and Lake Crystal. However, an angel could get from Sioux Falls to Minneapolis without passing through all of the small towns along Highway 60. Here's where things get a bit more confusing. Wait, he's describing teleporting. Like, who doesn't get that? 
This is travel flaw- between two places instantly. Oh, God, this is a flawed way of looking at this. Angels do not have matter, so they do technically not move at all. <laughs> they are spiritual and not subject to the laws of physics like we are. However, when God wills it, they can, and they appear in our world, and many appear as they are confused. Me too. Let's move on. <laughs> Number four, each angel is the sole member of his or her own species. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? The simplest way of explaining and proving this is to say St. Thomas Aquinas said it, and you can't argue with St. Thomas Aquinas. I know you've read some Aquinas, Kyle, so... I have. I, I, I argue with a lot of things he says, but he's an interesting writer. Sure. So, we now quote Aquinas. I'm surprised they're not going with Queef or whatever, but... Peter Queef. <laughs> he quotes, In things of one species, there is no such thing as a first and second. As the philosopher says, uh, but in the angels, even of the one... This is so confusing. I don't even think I can muddle my way. No, no. It's not composed in matter or form. Impossible for two angels to be of one... This is so confusing. Number five, you have a guardian angel. How do we know this? Jesus said it. (laughs) The creator of the universe gave us an angel so that we would never be alone. Our angels are to protect us, guide us, and lead us to heaven. It's like having your own personal Batman follow you around for protection and to tell you you should not do something. What? Like Batman. Like Batman. <laughs> and this is talk like Batman. Don't do those drugs. Two more guys. They're Don't short. Don't do the drugs. Don't shoot my parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where was where was the where was uh, where was Batman's guardian angel? Yeah, Martha Wayne's guardian angel. Why did you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> My guardian angel told me to. You can't see them because they are not made of anything. <laughs> Number six, guardian angels are not recycled. Wait. The infinite being, parentheses God, created us <laughs> being specifically for your benefit. Your guardian angel was created to get you to heaven. And number seven, you're not allowed to name your guardian angel. That's what? a fact about angels. <laughs> you're just not allowed to. Does it elaborate on that? Bet it does. The practice of assigning names to holy angels should be discouraged, except in the cases of Gabriel, Raphael, and Michael, whose names are contained in the Holy Scripture. The to name some- turtles? <laughs> yeah. To name something is to assume authority, control over them. Angels are not like pets or children. We are not given power over our guardian angels. Could your guardian angel reveal his name to you in prayer? Yes. But a demon could also attempt to to trick you by giving you a name for your angel that's not really your angel's name. <laughs> that's convoluted. Wow. Yeah. Let me see that. Wow. Give me that. Keith, how long did it take you to write these? Oh, a long time. Don't worry. There was actually nine. I cut two. So uh, they were less entertaining. Uh, I don't know if any of this is making it on the pod, but uh, good God. All of it should. Okay. Well, I found it hysterical. <laughs> you may not name your fucking angel. <laughs> you a, demon, a demon may have tried to trick you into naming your angel. But then, like, how does the demon not... How will you ever know if your guardian angel's speaking to you to get you to do the right thing if a if demon it might a- always... It might always be a demon trying to get you to do the wrong thing. It's like we got our own little Aquinas in this room. Uh, <laughs> Dropping some... Can that be, like, a children's cartoon? <laughs> Lil Aquinas. Aquinas. <laughs> it's I about I said dog. a children's cartoon. I guess all cartoons aren't for kids. Aren't That's true. true. Anime's not for kids. That's true. Well, we've made it through the game. We've made it through seven blistering angel facts. (laughs) Scorcher. That's the other guy talking. Scorcher. Scorcher. Uh, Let's talk about this episode, Archangel. When I was a kid, when we were talking about the X-Men, they would always pronounce Archangel, Archangel, because they were stupid kids. That's my story. Uh, What do we think about this? I don't know. I don't know what to think about this episode. (laughs) Yes, you do. It's bad. Yeah. You know. it's, 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 It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Everyone knows it's not good. This is a weird episode. (laughs) (laughs) Really, is it? Like, 
why? <laughs> why? I know, right? Why is... Right. They've already... And the weirdest part about it is they've already done so much of it. Like, somehow, they've recycled <laughs> a bunch of concepts they've already done. Yeah, so we have a prophecy, yep, which we covered it. already. We have Duncan seeing illusions. <laughs> done that done already. <laughs> Duncan Even, becoming a danger to his friends because of a malevolent outside force. I would Magical, argue Duncan is always a danger to his yeah. friends. <laughs> Villains all reused. Yep. Well, I, I don't mind a return re- reoccurring villain. They're not reoccurring villains. Sure, they they're are. taking the form. Of I guess that. so. Yeah, he's not like concocting a Horton scheme. Yeah, right. right. Okay, I, I'll give you that. Okay, it's all <laughs> the same, but it's all worse. It's all like this episode is worse than Shadows. Like it is worse than the Dark Quickening series. It is just an inferior version of all the things it cannibalizes. It's so weird that, like, I wonder when they came up with this idea. Richie and Mythos and Joe, sorry to interrupt, just, they don't do anything. Like, they all just, like, jerk each other off. <laughs> like, they just walk around, what should we do? I don't know. And they never end up doing any of it. Yeah. They take no steps no. to help or hinder. No, they're just there in the background. Like, it's irrelevant. Well, I, I was curious what, when they came up with this idea, just because, like, it's so strange, like, in season three... They built in the callus plot, like which they intentionally spread over the season. But it's just and weird here, that like this isn't built into the season anymore at all. With the exception of, do you retcon this prophecy? And why on earth is this old man plot in here if there's already a prophecy? If they're going to retcon it to make it so that the prophecy's already been made. Do you think they couldn't get Cassandra back for this? Ep- do you think they wanted her back in another episode and couldn't get her? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, because it would make sense that she'd be in this episode, right? Yeah, why Why did she come back and be like, hey, remember that prophecy? Uh, well, it's actually I don't know. now. Like, bizarre. Really strange. What do you guys think? Well, we, we mentioned it earlier, this notion that like there can be only one, like that this is the series take on it or something. What do you mean? Oh, I, I well, we didn't maybe talk about this. Like the idea that like Richie thinks like, well, maybe this is why there are immortals. And in that respect, the game exists differently in the series universe than it does in the movies, right? Mm-hmm. I think, like, a little bit. Like, insofar at least that they back off on, like, there can be only one, this is the gathering. Like, they don't really discuss what the prize is. But they do say there can be only one. Like, I feel like this in some ways retcons that phrase differently. How? Like, there can be only one champion. Like, that, that that's about this champion thing. There can only be one person who can defeat this evil. Maybe. I don't know. But, like, you have to keep doing it. Yeah. So why do they fight at all? I don't know. If that's the point. Yeah, I don't know. It's... See, they don't, like, explain enough of this. Like, it's like they flipped a lot of the mythology on its head, but didn't give it any grounding to, like, be like, yeah, that, I get it now. Like, I don't know. It, it all just feels like they tossed everything in the air. Well, they do just toss it in the air. Like, I don't think by Richie tossing that out, we're supposed to assume that that's true. Right. Okay. Or we have, or, like, we haven't been given particular reasons to think that it's true. Could be true, but they don't give us any reason to hang our hat on that. Yeah. Nor do, to my memory at least, they then develop that further as the show goes on. Yeah. So it's just bizarre. It's just such an odd series of choices. Richie should add a bigger fight, I think, with Joe and Mythos or something. Because, like, also as the audience, like... At least the way this is structured, like we know Max sees the demon. Like we know this we is know all that real. It's happening. And so I feel like they could have leaned into that more with Richie. Like Richie seems to be on Max's side, and his other two friends aren't helping out. And like he should be pissed about that. Like, because again, as the audience, like we know this is real. Like, so why not lean into that and be like, guys, like you're not helping your friend? I don't know. 
Yeah. And also, why aren't they helping their friend? Like, if they th- even if they think he's crazy, they can be trying to help him. Right. And, like, Richie can be trying to help him by, like, helping him defeat this thing. Right. But... So here's a weird kind of key theory. Although not an outlandish. Maybe it's not crazy, crazy. Like crazy, crazy. Crazy, crazy. Like, wh- why does the ghost go where it goes? <laughs> the demon thing? I was kind of wondering, like, is there any actual logic to its movements? So if the first time we see the demon is in the cave and it murders the assistant Foster, I think his name is. I'm curious, like, does Ariman know who the champion is? I don't think he does. And so, like, what's Ariman's plan is he follows the archaeologist home because the archaeologist clearly has done all this research. Then he follows the archaeologist to encounter Mac. Like, now the demon knows who the champion is. He murders the archaeologist. Then the demon follows Mac to the granddaughter's apartment. Like, he seems to be, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they've always got him, like, right behind Mac after they meet for the first time. Like, he's following him around. And, like, now he knows where Joe is. And then he does the, you know what I mean? I don't know. That was kind of the way I stitched it together in my head. That makes sense. I don't know. Still weird. It's still weird. Still weird, but... I That's perfectly plausible. Uh, anyone think this was inspired by Twin Peaks at all? I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. It's got like a vibe of right. that. And like, whoa, it worked for Twin Peaks. Maybe. They, they were willing to make it supernatural and it worked. <laughs> right. Well, they had a plan for this where like it was going to take the series into like a post-apocalyptic world. Let's talk about like, that. Ariman destroys civilization or whatever. And Duncan like is supposed to go away for like, to, like 30 a monastery years. or something. And then they were like, oh, we can't afford that, so we're not doing that. And they filmed it even. Like yeah. the end of this episode ended with like Duncan leaving <laughs> and Mythos, or they filmed two endings to it, right? Yeah. One involved Duncan, I guess, like coming to terms with things and asking for Joe and Mythos to show up and like give him his sword back. Right. And the other one was that Joe and Mythos found him and like came and like begged him to like join the fight and they brought a sword. It's interesting. I get I don't know. And then the show would have just been a completely new show yeah. taking place 30 years in the future when the world is like in shambles. The thing that kills me about the way all of this plays out is that the demon isn't doing anything. Like the demon doesn't have a goal outside of fucking with Duncan. Right? Like, you're, you're describing a whole world in which this demon is building towards annihilating the Earth. Or, and in this entire episode, he does nothing that implicates that scale. The well, demon has is, he? I mean, are we to believe what Richie says? Like, I don't know, the news is getting worse. And, like, like is Ariman responsible for those 8 million refugees? And But I don't know. I, don't, I didn't even notice that news clip. Yeah. So, like, mm, I don't know. Maybe. But it's like we don't, as the audience, aren't cued into that. And we don't see Mac trying to interfere with a plan. Like our heroes are not trying to stop an evil from happening. And evil is just like nettling Mac for some reason that we don't understand really and has still not been explained. And it seems like they also just wanted to kill a character. They clearly just wanted to kill a character. Yes. There seemed to be, there's debate on why that is, it would seem. Like, some was that it's, like, they just wanted something splashy. Like, we have to switch it up. So, kill Richie. Adrian Paul said he had an idea that somebody should die, and he didn't know who. And But then there seems to also be, like, a financial aspect to this that, who knows, (laughs) but. But then they also say they thought this might be the last episode. Right, that this would be just how the show ended. That's crazy. <laughs> right? The, the, the show Bananas. just ends on the most tragic note where Duncan kills, like, a young person. like, And then the evil still isn't stopped. Right. Maybe it would have been better that way. Maybe. I don't know. Like, if it ended that way? I mean, that's very Twin Peaks of them, just to be like, well, it's all fucked at the end. Cooper's done. Cooper's evil now. Deal with it. 
Spoilers. No. Spoiler for Twin Peaks. Sorry, guys. Insofar as you can spoil a 30-something-year-old thing. But anyway. Wow. It's all... Wow. 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 I was uh, going to ask, how would we rewrite this? The answer is just do something different. So you don't think any of this stuff is worth exploring? No. No. I just don't think it's salvage. So no like cosmic role for Duncan to play, that he's like a champion? None of that stuff. I wouldn't. Also, he's already literally saved the world once. You've already had him save the wor- entire world this season. Oh, in com- yeah, right. the Horseman cycle. That's right. Like, he has already done something with the stakes that this episode at least purports to have. And with Kronos, we at least know that, like, we're at least shown at some point what those stakes are going to be. Right. At least at this point, we still have not witnessed that. Second, he's already been the subject of a prophecy and seems to have enacted his cosmic significance. So, like, I just don't need it again. And this show did perfectly fine for five seasons without, like, magical stakes behind Duncan McLeod's conflicts. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the ratings were like. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they weren't doing so fine, considering they weren't sure if they were going to have another season. I'm not saying that they might, that might not have been a motivation, but I mean, like, the storytelling was doing fine yeah. without it. <clears throat> I suppose, and I so I'm going to preface this with i can't remember if wendy p messaged me an idea she had so i don't i don't remember so if i'm stealing your idea wendy i'm very sorry right now and i will give you credit uh next You're season technically giving it right now oh, i guess so yeah this could it. be her idea but like this season doesn't seem planned at all the way some of the other seasons seem to have a little bit more of a structure to it no but like why can't this prophecy like one the prophecy should never have been about cantos ever like that's such bullshit. Like what a small time. What a wiener. Yeah, like that whole that whole thing was a dud. But I was kind of into like, oh, there's maybe a bigger purpose or whatever. Like, why can't this great evil not be demonic? Why can't it just be a prophecy about the four horsemen coming? Like, it seems like in the past they were like the scourge of the earth, and they literally and now, have a plan to destroy. And the now earth. they're back. Like, and it's like this: these four people that were the most evil people on the planet are back. That's the prophecy. Like, you're the one who has to take them down now. Like, I don't know why can't that just be the plot yeah that would be a lot better than this (laughs) yeah like spooky demon monster (laughs) who's just smoke you know what's not i mean i do like the specter of horton like i do think that them choosing to embody ariman as horton is cool it's a good choice like i like that better than chronos i mean he certainly seems to be like the arch nemesis of highlander it would seem. It's either him or Callus. Yeah. Horton wants to destroy, like, Mac and everything he represents, like, all immortals on a scale that's, like, different than Callus. Like, Callus is a very, like, individual one-on-one revenge plot. Like, Horton has a more kind of genocidal bent to him. So a good choice, I think. It's this weird, like, at the end with the Kronos, Horton, and then Richie. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah, what a the weird third trifecta. illusion. Yeah. I mean, it's like, just so they should have got Callus or something. Yeah, it's all just a trick. Also, as far as like, well, switching so why does up? Richie walk over to him? I mean, I did. But does, like, does Richie not see him losing his, his mind? mind and like yeah, he's out. flailing about? <laughs> why would you sword? walk over? And why would you go? Hey, Mac! Hey, Mac! Yeah, no. like why would you walk over to him with your sword? It's like down? walking into a fan. That's a hundred percent what he does. Though. Yeah, he's yeah. just straight up just like sees a, a, a whirling blade of death and leads with his neck. Here's my take on it. The idea, like, let's kill a character is, I think, a fine idea for any TV show. It's like, because it mixes things up. And it's like, well, now all the dynamics are different. But, like, killing Richie, no offense, like, because they, they've they underwritten Richie so much in this show. Like, who cares? Like, the, you take Richie out of this show, it doesn't matter almost all the time. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't function that way in the show. Yeah. Like, how are, like it, Mac only really has a relationship to him. Like, I don't know. It doesn't throw off too many dynamics, other than Mac has kind of done a horrible thing. 
I don't know. To me, like, if you really want to shake up the show, you need you need to make Richie his enemy. Like, for real. Like, because we keep talking about that. Like, that's where the show should have gone. Like, they should have, because they seem to grow apart on different things. And it's like, make Richie and Mac enemies. That actually changes up the dynamic of the show. Yeah. And, and then your sixth season villain can be Richie. And maybe it can be, he can be redeemed at the end, or they can come to terms, or, you know, whatever. Like, it gives you a trajectory. This doesn't have a trajectory to me. Yeah, and, fr- like, frankly, in terms of, like, mixing up the show, like, if you want him to kill somebody that's, like, gonna have a crazy mix-up on the show... Duncan? It's, <laughs> no, it's, like, probably Joe. Yeah, Joe. Is probably the one that you'd kill if, like, your goal was, like, oh, we're just trying to mix it up. That was accomplished with Tessa. I think that worked. Yeah, because she's so connected to all the other characters. Right. And also mix it up just in terms of freeing Duncan to have like to different like, adventures and yeah. to have sex with other people or like that's the yeah. main like, thing. I mean, it yeah. kind of was that. Like, it's like oh, it let lets new love interests come into the show and like I don't know. You can really play with stuff and different people and different dynamics with different individuals. When he's tethered to one person, it's harder to do that. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't know. All this is moot in the sense that killing someone wasn't going to fix whatever this was. No. Especially not under these circumstances. Because also they've just kind of gone back to the well of a somewhat random killing. You're right. Because Tessa dies apropos of nothing. Yep. And they've kind of just done that again. Like, Richie doesn't sacrifice himself for something. Richie's death is not, like, a choice that anybody makes. And this is like Sean Burns, too. Like, it's this also idea, like, they don't want to tarnish Mac too much, I think. Like, oh, well, Mac was possessed by uh, another demon in when he killed Sean Burns. So, like, did Mac really do it? Like, no, he's still the good guy. Like, and he almost raped a woman. But, like, he's still the good guy because it was a demon. And now there's another demon and he killed his best friend. But it was just a demon. So, like... Mac can come out clean on the other end. It's like, again, mix up the show. Make Mac really fuck up and, like, have to deal with consequences. I don't know. But, again, that's probably a 90s TV trope where things do tend to reset at the end of episodes. and To a degree. This, obviously, is pushing it in a different direction. For a bit, I suppose. I do remember some of the things that Mac does in season six. I won't say anything. Spoilies. Spoilies. Are we ready to rate this thing? I guess so. I feel like we could... I mean, I don't know. I feel like there is theoretically more to say, but it's been said. Like, everyone gets it. Everyone gets it. Hey, man. How many seraphins would you give it? 2.5 seraphin. Actually, that's a, it's an angel fact that there are no breeds of angels. It's <laughs> their own species, so. This is just, like, a goofy episode. <laughs> it's goofy. <laughs> it's like, so serious, too, but. Yeah. It's, like, so serious, but it's, like, I don't know. Richie's death is just kind of, like, pointless. It lacks oomph, and I've been waiting for this episode, like, seeing how Richie dies, and I thought it was going to be a little more epic than this. Oh, yeah, I I did want to ask you about that. Like, going into this, were you surprised? Like, what were your, how did you feel about his death? Were you sad? Were you, Yeah, I was was sad. I mean, I thought it was cool that Stan Kirsch got to play, like, a bad guy for a little bit. That was kind of cool. I just knew it was coming, and I was a little let down by it, Mm because I thought it would be a little more, like, a struggle or, or something. It was really abrupt. Yeah, it is abrupt. It's shocking after it happens, but I thought it was going to be more of like a struggle or some kind of like moral thing. Right. Hmm. I don't know. It is not just ghosts. Yeah. I got tricked by a ghost. I got tricked by a ghost. <laughs> it was a, a trick, not a treat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Happy Halloween, ladies. Kyle, how many uh, of your friends' gloves off of your deceased body <laughs> would you give this episode? I would give this 1.5 stolen gloves. This is bad. 
It's, <laughs> it's bad. It's poorly thought out. My skin crawls thinking about how just unpleasant and dumb the ghost of Allison coming to Mac is. It's just like, do not care for it. I don't understand what motivated this stuff. And despite like the fact that it, on its surface, kind of looks like a big swing and a big mix-up, it's all things they've done before. It's just combining a bunch of like the same stakes we've had all along and like shooting in some red smoke. I'm I don't know. I'm <laughs> really I was dreading this and it was even worse than I was concerned it would be. Wow. I'm just I can't express how not into this I am. And like with the blood coming out of the TV screen <laughs> and it's like who pitched that and was like that's good. That's good shit. <laughs> The fans are going to love it. This TVs what... don't have blood. <laughs> yeah. So that's a real twist right here. Like, there was no way fans were going to go for this. And the thing that kills me is the writers knew that they took shit from fans every time, like, magical things happened. And they're like, but wait, I've got an idea. Let's triple down on it. Yeah. That's With like, a magic that's... man in a cave for 600 years who shares no information. And it's just, let's just waste everybody's goddamn time. That's like the theme of Highlander in a weird way. Like, we tried it before and it didn't work. But maybe this time, like yeah. Highlander 2 set in the future. This is terrible. How about Highlander the source? We like create more shitty villain. Like, it's terrible. But yeah, they like just do it again. horned <laughs> villains. Yeah. He's called the Guardian. The Guardian. God damn it. Sorry. The sped up walk motion. Sped up walk motion. (laughs) Most people do it by running. (laughs) Do some sped up walk motion. You mean running? Yeah. No. (laughs) No, No, no. we have to to do a bunch of posts on walk motion. Oh, boy. (laughs) Keith, how many disappearing spears would you give this? Not to be confused with its sister, Brittany. I'm going to give it a two. Don't look at our scores. Don't cheat. I kind of did, though. You, t- I don't, you totally just waited them. <laughs> I don't know. It's just hard. Like, part of me likes some of it. Like, I kind of like, I do kind of like the idea that Mac is, like, special in some way. I think that's a little... Special other than the fact that he's a muscle-bound <laughs> immortal being. <laughs> no, a sexy muscle-bound immortal being. I don't know. I think there could be a story there that's, like, interesting and not too outlandish that, like... Like, I didn't mind the prophecy thing, like, in the first episode. It's like, okay, I could see that happening. Like, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, this is such a mixed bag of stuff I like a lot and I hate a lot. 2.5! 2.5, or 2. 2. 2. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I'm so, like, torn on stuff in this episode. Like, I think the mythology stuff is kind of cool, and maybe I don't like it that much. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like... He studies ancient evil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. When when his daughter is talking about, or granddaughter, uh, talking about, like, oh, the stuff he, like, believes or whatever, like, it's... It was my... I had to, like, hold my head. I was like... He believes that though. Like it's like he maybe he wrote that angel facts. Oh, he might. Article. He might have wrote the angel facts. Yeah. All right. Well, I got I got nothing to say that's going to come out coherently. So two. It's that time. It's that time. Well, thanks everybody for joining us this week on Highlander Rewatched as we wrap up season five. Uh, coming down the pipeline, we're going to be doing a wrap up of season five as a whole, uh, doing some scores and quickening counts and all that sort of stuff, and then we're going to be jumping into the audio series before we get to season six so that's gonna be fun too all sorts of Very stuff fun. To i'm excited already mm-hmm. how many demons do you think are in the audio series i would bet at I least bet there's one. one at least one there definitely is more than one I'm or, a demon. okay oh hello it's me Ariman. oh Ariman's here 
What's how are you, man? How are you? Now, you, what have you been doing? I mean, it's like 19 years since we saw you last. A little more than 19, maybe like 20-ish, but... I've been doing a lot of charity work. Charity work? That seems like out of sorts for you. Or do you... What's the charity for, though? Unspecified. Oh, unspecified. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. I thought it might have been like an evil charity. charity. Just, yeah, like, what? just like Trump University. Oh, really? <laughs> an evil charity? That's right. <laughs> See you guys. Okay. Well, if you have thoughts on Araman or disagree or strongly agree with our ratings on this episode, let us know at highwinterrewatched.gmail.com. I imagine we have some blisteringly hot takes from fans on this one, so we would love to hear them. Also, if you want to support the show, tiptoe over to patreon.com slash rewatched or search for Highlander Rewatched. Become a Patreon supporter today, or you can go over to Public and get one of our sweet money no, money no t-shirts, or, uh, you know, you've heard us talk about the magnets a lot, but uh, if you haven't gotten them yet, go on over to Etsy or Facebook. Get yourself an order. Great. <laughs> <laughs> We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye bye. Great. <laughs> <laughs>